0: The Spinner is Lit recorded our episode on Memorial Day. This show is dedicated to all the men and women who have sacrificed their lives to fight for our country, to cherish the freedom we have as Americans. Thank you for all that have served.
1: Welcome to the Spinners Lip Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer. Tonight's episode is episode 56, GSPF 2023 review, or what I did at Camp Silverball. And with me tonight are my co-hosts, uh, Dan.
2: Hey, what's going on, everyone?
1: Mark. What's up, everybody? And back, a uh, longtime friend and uh helper with the show, um, Eric Seifert hey y'all good to have you back eric it's been too long Thanks. man last time eric was on the show uh was the very last show that we recorded before i left sacramento so that's been eric like literally a long
2: term friend of the show
1: yeah long-term friend of the show i think that's been like literally two years ago this month yeah sounds so, about right oh wow what a trip so you'll hear me opening oh that was quiet a lost coast brewery tangerine wheat they're not a sponsor i picked up some when we were out when we we're leaving california because you can't get it out I, well, I haven't been able to find it here in wyoming and it's really good beer so oh that's good so all right man so uh it's been one week since the show ended how's everybody's week been since then
0: good pretty busy, busy though yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, we've all been moving like crazy. Dan's been buying up every game that's not nailed to the floor. <laughs> but
2: the the fun hasn't let out.
1: It's it's just like it's just like a continuation for you, huh? Like it's just been White like night. nonstop.
2: Yeah, well, I sold a game at the show or during the show, not technically at the show, and picked up a game the day after the show. I picked up a teenage mutant ninja turtles from a uh league member. And then I made a deal to sell another game, and then yesterday was the day that the big—you know—it was like a four or five-piece game move. People buying games to make a space to sell games, and I ended up with a uh, Black Knight sort of Rage Pro from uh, our tournament. uh, Our our tournament coordinator, our our league, our league commissioner, uh, Mike, and I've had a Black Knight topper since they were new. And I just needed a game to put under it. And he made me a great deal. So I, I brought it home and it's it's helping soften the blow from selling my medieval madness.
1: There you uh, go. I still remember when that game first got announced and then the first time we saw a gameplay video. And Dan, you and I talked like for two or three hours. We're like like school kids, man, like just so fucking excited for that game. And then when it came, I mean, it, it didn't disappoint, but I mean, I just remember that. And that was such a fun time because, uh, you know, the, the excitement level, you know, I just remember that being so excited, looking so forward to seeing it and then being able to play it. And the first time we got to play it, I think was at the show that year. And uh, you know, that
2: was, I, I screwed up on that game more than once because I should have bought one when they were, when they were new, but I, I don't think I was in the best money situation And then uh, after that, I kept getting opportunities to pick up even LEs for just incredibly good prices. And I was always prioritizing some other game. I think it got deprioritized so I could pick up Pirates of the Caribbean. And then I think it got deprioritized so I could pick up Guns N' Roses. And finally, yeah, it, it got its day and, you know, the right deal, the right game, the right price. So I, I pulled the trigger and made it happen.
1: No, I'm glad you finally got one because now you can use the topper. So, so the show, man, um, let's just start off at the beginning like we should. It's the Flipping Friday kickoff dinner friday i mean the show open friday and we're seeing people we're playing games we're ming me you know mingling around at camp silver ball and we get to the flipping friday kickoff dinner which uh for the listeners that may not know is also the presentation of the steve charlin spirit award where we give uh a, a deserving pinhead or this year pinheads um that award and we remember uh our good friends, too, Sean, as well as other good friends who are no longer with us, like Al Garber and uh, like uh, Todd Stefani, who who we lost last year. And uh, the, if, if you haven't gone, man, and, and you have the time and the means next year, and it, and it does happen again next year, which it should, um, that dinner, I always feel like I should wear a tuxedo because I always feel the ambience of that dinner and the quality of the food that the Girl Scouts um the local Girl Scout troop prepares with the help of, um, adult leadership, uh, Andrea, uh, Songy Neff, uh, one of the board members, lovely wife. That dinner is like a five-star meal. It really is. All it was very, was good. Crazy very good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Food was awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the ambience and, you know, hanging out at the barn. they bring you, you know, the, the, the Girl Scouts are carrying trays of hors d'oeuvres and, um, the uh, Dos Flipper House uh, provided the beer this year, right? Yeah, they they provided the beer, which was great. Great beer. That
2: blonde ale they
1: have is really good.
2: I don't remember who the winery is, but it's like a local winery because Lodi's wine country, right? And so there's there's really good wine, and you know there's just really good snacks, and and you know lots of lots of mingle time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and 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 you get to mingle for like over an hour and just have have snacks and drinks and talk and um and it's really good it's really good friendship and fellowship and like that. It's really it's really a good time and really worth going to. Um also the and, are great. They are. And if you I don't really enjoy the, the dirves. You can get <laughs> you can get to all the new games cuz a lot of people are out to dinner at that hour right. or eating somewhere else. So Right. But uh so if you don't go, but um No, it was a really good time. We presented, this year was a little different. We presented three awards um, to the guys that when, um, when the prior group that is now running Pentagogo again, they were going to just, they were just tired of doing it. They were worn out. They've been doing it for a lot of years and they were just going to let Pentagogo die. And the three guys, which would be Brad Grant, Greg Ong and Steve Faith, um, said, we'll, we'll take it over. And they literally saved Pinagogo, a lot of people don't know this story because the other guys were just worn out. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of work to do those shows. It really Absolutely. is. Like, um, so they did it. And then they were outgrowing the location in and, and, and Dixon and wanted to move the show. And then the previous guys said, well, we don't want, you know, we want to show stay in Dixon, we did it for so many years. We'll take it back and do it again. And they're like, okay. So then we'll move the show and change the name but we keep the, the weekend. They're like, okay. And that's how Golden State Pinball Festival became. And then they did that for the first couple of years. And they're like, well, we want to retire out now. And they brought in other people who are currently running it. And so we wanted to give those three, look because they really did, I mean, an enormous amount of work, not just keeping the show alive, but building the show and bringing in, you know, the second building to Pinnagogo and, you know, having, having a tournament, And, you know, more, you know, more things, just bringing in more and more, but still keeping that original, you know, like cleaning up the barn at the fair and putting on a show, you know, kind of atmosphere, that down home. It's like, we've all talked about this. We've all been to other shows and they're all really good shows, but there's nothing like the Northern California shows at the fairgrounds. Completely agree so
2: real real quick spencer because you're kind of in on this so brad knew but greg
1: didn't or greg knew but brad didn't neither in, but okay um none of them knew steve who unfortunately uh took ill the day before the show or the day of the show um he's he's on the mend he's home he's doing much better um he, he kind of figured out right away, oh, we're getting the Steve Charlotte Award. Well, he knew he was. Um, <laughs> um, it, the, 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 I'm so glad you get the beautiful segue. So Brad, Brad and I had talked a couple of weeks before mm-hmm. on the phone and same with Greg. Uh, we'd all been, you know, kind of communicating just, hey, looking forward to seeing you, looking forward to the show, yada, yada, yada. So if you know Brad, he's a very humble man. And he doesn't like any attention placed on him. He wants to place it on other people that do good things, but he doesn't want any of it. And he's like, "We just talked on the phone two weeks ago. Why didn't you tell me?" And I'm like, "Cause you wouldn't have come." Yeah,
2: I was gonna and say because Brad didn't look like he knew.
1: He didn't know. He didn't know. Yeah, you can definitely
2: him. see, uh, you know, that he was he was incredibly happy and incredibly touched. Yeah, and yeah, uh, he was he, totally caught by surprise. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't. Was legit stay a lot. Cause that's the Brad way, but you could definitely see that, that he was super, super it tight. Be,
1: it, meant something. it meant something to all of them because they all knew Steve, you know, and, and, you know, and, and Al and those guys that we remember, you know, cool. and uh, I mean, it's, and I, I told them all as I was giving them hugs. I was like, you guys deserve this. You really do. You know, we yeah. wouldn't have this show today if it weren't for you guys. And that's the truth. We wouldn't, we would not have, you know, I don't know, I, you know, I can't say about Pinagogo now, but I mean, we definitely wouldn't have the Golden State Pinball Festival if it were work for them, you know. Yeah, there so. couldn't
2: be a this generation if there wasn't a the last generation. Right, exactly. Right. So exactly. Those guys, they didn't, they didn't get drummed out of town. Uh, you know, they're actually still involved and still working for the show, but they, uh, well, for the most part, but they, um, you know, they've done their bit for for all of us they paid
1: their dues yeah definitely right? enjoyed mean,
2: this so it was wonderful that they got recognized i didn't even you know of course i wasn't in the planning or anything but i didn't really think of them as recipients and so when we announced it i was like that's genius like what a wonderful especially you know where last year we did an in memoriam which was which was kind of a uh, emotional this was a much happier emotional to give this to three basically living legends of Northern California pinball. Yeah, exactly. Although do not tell Brad that I said that because his oh, ego I'm will run send out him of that
1: I'm just going to send him that sound bite, not the whole episode.
2: <laughs> call <laughs> me a living legend? Man, I've always hated that guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it, it was nice. It was you know it was an, it was a wonderful, lovely dinner. We had some great guests. We had you know a prior winner there. Um, uh, the the pirate was there. Um, the pinball pirate Chris Coons, who was uh, a, a recipient from a few years back and from 2019 actually. And uh, you know it was just you know it just. Seeing the old friends making new ones. And that's like the best part of the show, honestly, beyond everything else, you know, and the kickoff dinner is really nice, you know, to be able to do that. You know, I, I look
2: forward to the kickoff show. Like it's, you know, it's 60 bucks, which, you know, is, is not expensive for a dinner these days. And, and the food is absolutely fantabulous. Um, But again, you know, you're part of, you know, you're you're as close as you could get to to being a part of the people running the show without actually having to run the show when you do that. Again, you're you're there. You you know, the guests are there. You know, Mike was there. I I walked up to uh, to Mike Vinicor and was just like, hey, it's 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 the famous Mike Vinicor of, of Stern Pinball and shook his hand. And, you know, thanks for coming again this year. He gave me like a Stern coin. Uh, you like, got one of those too. I got a stern coin. The <laughs> challenge oh, coin. Cool. I got
1: one of those too. I got mine Sunday. So Yeah, yeah he gave but me yeah, that. It was really cool. Last year he gave me a t-shirt which I still have. I've never worn, and it's still in the plastic that it came in. And he goes, "Oh, here, have a challenge," because I told him that. He goes, "Oh, here, have a challenge coin." And I'm like, "Because Cheddar's holding one." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." He goes, "Here, have one." So I thought but, I
2: was special. Turns out he just
0: handed those things out like candy.
1: Well, you got yours <laughs> Friday. I didn't get mine till Sunday. So <laughs> you know.
0: I didn't get any, so Most that's fine. <laughs> you, you got, got no, happy it, like it, it. It was really nice though to see Stern represented. Michael Grant is another person that um, uh, is new to Stern. He just worked there for, uh, I think over a year now. Um, so it's nice to see him there. Uh, and was then there it, were a couple other people from, uh, the show floor that came to the dinner, which was nice.
3: Was, is the, uh, is the other Mike from Stern? Is he a younger guy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I, I, think I played him on Foo Fighters one, one time. Yeah. That's yeah, probably, he seemed pretty cool. Yeah. Eddie he's Royer. a very nice guy. I'm sorry. Royer, did you beat him? I beat him, but I think, we, I think we had the lowest scores on there. I'm like, God, this guy's going to kill me on this game. I don't think either one of us got more than 26 million. It was that yeah. bad. All that
2: matters <laughs> is that you beat him. Yeah, Show him what NorCal's all about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think I hit one skill shot. I think that was the only difference. We don't need to destroy you. We just need to win. Yeah, there you, go. there you go. Slight superiority.
1: Yeah. Having, having, you know, the, the pin lever there. He was real nice too. Um, and, and having the other pin lever there, you know, was real. It's it, why I told, I told Mike Minnichor, I said, you know, you've come so many times, man, you're part of the tribe now. Like after the show, I got to write my name on the bottom of your shoe he just kind of looked at me like, well, what the hell? <laughs> you know, but, you know, I think he got, I meant it in good humor, you know, but like, no, you're part of the, you're part of the game now, man. We see you every year. You're, you're one of us, you know, you got to keep coming to the show cause you're part of the tribe.
2: Yeah. That's a JJP game, man. They're not going to get that reference.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but you know, <laughs> I, mean, I thought it was still funny, but anyway, so it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty clever. Uh, well, you know, I was having my moments cause I was really tired. It was a really long drive. I'd been drinking a lot. I drank a lot the night before. Um, cause, Look, you know, accept the compliment, man. No, no, it's cool. I, it's good. Thank you. You know, it's good. Anyway. So, so well, no, so had, had, well, the dinner was mm-hmm. great, man. And, um, and well, it came, so if you weren't good, Oh man, the line, um, no, the dinner was really cool. And I mean, I love doing it. Um, and then if you weren't at the dinner, if you saw like as soon as I got there, like people were already lined up for the uh, the Friday match play tournament. And uh, I didn't even go in. the, I did go in the building that morning because I brought um, Michael and Edie. I said hi to them and I brought them bottles of water to make sure they had plenty of water. And, you know, they um,
2: have an entire refrigerator full of water.
1: I know, but it was the thing the first year Michael did the tournament, like no, he, nobody was bringing him water. So I said, why don't you say something? So I started coming in every couple hours and checking to make sure he had water. And I just kind of, it's been a tradition ever since that, you know, I go buying, you got plenty of water.
2: You got to start bringing him booze, man. So he'll, he'll calm down a little bit. (laughs) Right. Um, I thought it it was good that,
3: um, that he made call outs on, uh, on Slack, you know, Hey, can somebody come over and help do this or whatever? And it seemed like people were pretty responsive to helping him out. Yeah, And he seemed very
2: appreciative of that. You know what? I mean, I know I probably spent more time in the tournament room than anybody who wasn't actually playing in the tournament or Rick, who was the primary broadcaster, because I was working with Rick uh, in the Elk Grove pinball booth to stream it. And that setup's just amazing. We'll talk more about that later. But and I know that it didn't go off without a hitch, but I'll tell you, man, I don't think I've ever seen a better run tournament like it was meticulously planned. Uh, Mike you know handled any crisis as it came up and just took care of the problems I didn't hear any players grumbling like I know that last year we had a couple missteps and this this year I don't think I heard any major complaints especially at the time it seemed like everyone had a really great time uh, there were virtually no game failures which is That's just sweet. insanity for games that are getting, Beat down as hard as those games are getting beat down. Everything held up real well. The temperature was comfortable. There were lots of goodies. Like it was, it was a great, great tournament. In fact, I'm wrong. It was like what three great tournaments? Yes, because we had match play, we had a women's tournament, and we had a main tournament.
0: Yeah, it it was w- well run. I didn't spend much time in the tournament. I know we're not talking about that yet, but uh, I can tell you one thing that the Games were allowed to be nudged, which I was really happy about. Are we really not talking about that
2: yet? Because it's the yeah. next thing on the
1: show roll. No, we're okay. talking about it. Go. Oh, I
2: was, I was sagging. <laughs> all right.
1: Okay. Your segue was magnificent, Dan. All right. Mark, I, thought, play three, I sir. heard you start
2: talking about the tournament, and I was like, all right, off to the races. <laughs>
1: all right. So we'll talk about the
0: tournament then. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I played in, I didn't play in the match play. I decided I wanted to take a break from, Competition pinball with the match play and not wait in line from eight o'clock until opening. So I just uh I I hung out on the show floor, uh, checked it out, checked out all the games, hung out at Camp Silverball. Um but my friend Ted, he had a chance to play in the tournament and he did fairly well. Um he enjoyed it, he had a good time. Originally he was not going to play in it, and then he changed his mind at the last minute of the next well, day. Teddy um, had something um, so to prove. He, was there. he did have something to prove because He's not the number 1 ranked player in all of Nevada, or at least he wasn't at the moment. That's right. Yeah, he's you uh, I was, yes. Yes, I are you I still, still am. I still am by 2 yeah. points. Yeah. I still am, but I didn't uh I didn't play in the match play. I sh- I I've, I don't regret it because I enjoyed taking time off and and not doing that, not playing competition pinball, not worrying about uh playing in a tournament and being in a room the whole time instead of having the freedom to go and check out all the great games that are out there to play. Cause last time when I came, I was stuck in the tournament room and I didn't really get a chance to, to play. So it was, uh, it's a lot of pinball, but it's a lot of the same pinball. Yes, that's correct.
2: And when you're at the show, there's really, you know, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but there's really so much to see. And we had, we had some of the hot new games and we had some of the super limited games, but, uh, the tournament bank, there was a, a brand new uh, Foo Fighters LE. Like they opened the box to put it in the tournament. Yeah, which wasn't was, that Shannon's? That, that was Sharon's. Shannon's. That yeah, such a beautiful Which game. was just an amazing gesture that he did. Yeah, no,
3: no kidding. Hats off to Shannon for doing that. That's pretty uh, selfless to share an LE like that. Absolutely. Yeah, if,
2: if anyone's on Twitch and you go to Elk Grove Pinball, um, that's Rick Demmel's stream. And he streamed all three days. And I did some guesting with them. I think Mark did some, some commentary with them. I know some of our other, uh, some of our other league members did. We got over a thousand views for the finals, which is awesome. That's a huge amount of people. That's great. Right. Uh, I think a big thing that helped was we, we got a raid. We got like a hundred person raid from, uh, Oh my gosh, I forgot the name, Wisconsin. What, Fox Cities? Fox Cities from Fox Cities. Oh, that's awesome. So they Uh, rated it, nice. Yeah, we had more than 100 viewers at one point. And it was just, again, it was just phenomenally fun to stream it. But yeah, just, you know, you can check out the bank, you can check out the players. And uh, you can, you know, even though you can't see, you know, the behind the scenes and watch everything work, you know, Michael, uh, his wife, Edie, all of the volunteers who did scorekeeping um, just did a, a fabulous job running the show. And, you know, especially, you know, the players, right? We had a, a tremendous roster of players from Northern California and and beyond. They were all great sports. They all came to play. Um, CCPL was a little bit light this year because Rick, you know, focused on the stream. So... He didn't play, but Alex went in there and he finished, I think, 22nd uh, in in the main. So great job to Alex. He he fought hard, but the game, you know, gravity was against him. And who were our winners? We
0: had uh, Tim. Tim Hansen won the, the main tournament uh, in the A division. He was playing unbelievable pinball. I watched the last couple of games uh, after I helped clean up some games. And uh, get them packed up, but then when I went over there to the tournament room and checked out what was going on, and it was pretty intense watching them play Flash Gordon game. Yeah, that was, it was awesome. It was insane how decided by
2: bonus, and that wow. was over
0: Nick, right? Wow, yes, that was over yeah, Nick. It was it was a nail biter. It definitely was. It was it was it just goes to show you the uh, the level of play that these guys can do. Uh, it's pretty amazing. But it was definitely a, a, a very well organized tournament because I kind of went in and out of there. Just check it out. I did try qualifying. Uh, I played 10 games as it was required for the first initial entry. And uh, I didn't do well on them at all. Um, they were set up hard, but they were not. You could nudge them. You didn't tilt them as easily like last year where you practically breathed on them and they were tilting. These were a lot more forgiving. And being able to nudge it and play actual pinball was a nice break that normally is not the case. And when we play in those tournaments in Northern California, the tights or the uh, tilts are very tight. And uh, that was not the case. So you really could nudge those machines, which was nice. That was some big feedback
2: that we'd gotten from last year. Yes. And so I was in there and I helped a little bit with the setup. And he had a checklist that he went down on all of them and he was having us play and and give us reports on whether we thought that the tilts were fair and how much you could get away with. If you can get away with too much, if you can get away with too little. So I know that that was something that, you know, we made sure that every game would give you a move. You know, you you had you had a space to 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 do a to do a move. It wasn't just going to automatically kill you. Right. And that's the thing. That was a big problem. Mm -hmm. That That was a huge problem. uh,
0: Some questionable outlane decisions. Yes. And I don't know how it's amazing to me how Mike and the crew set up those games to make them really difficult with that ball of how it floats in those outlanes so easily. I don't know how he does it, but obviously I need to play like 30 games to get used to the way those games are set up. But like I said, they're not impossibly set up, but they still are difficult to keep the ball in play for a long period of time, which is good because the queues were not ridiculously long as I thought they would be with the unlimited entries. That wasn't the case at all. They weren't that bad. They were only, what, maybe six or seven max at each machine. And partly because he had a lot of games that were available to play, which was a nice thing to see. So... I don't and know. There
2: and there weren't any failures. Again, that was no. it, it. Can't be under understated like how important it is to have reliable games. Because if a game goes down in the bank, every other game gets that much more crowded. And that I think so true. That last year we had two or three games fail. Yes, you know, I think really there were three the mm-hmm. games. Just you know, they're older games, and things happen, and they they get a lot of play. But this year, everything held up real well. All the games were super well vetted. All the games were brought by uh, CCPL league members. I know Dan Costa brought games, except like Shannon brought games. Uh, Mike Garcia brought games. Uh, Scott Busey brought games. Like like just a ton of people. I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting names, but you know Mike Hoja brought a bunch of games.
0: They were in and, fantastic shape. They and played they were really gorgeous. well. They were gorgeous. They were. Definitely tournament writing machines. Um, and going a little back to the match play. Um, oh, Ted Adam, Adam t- t- Pressler, of course, brought games. Yeah, Adam Pressler did, too. That's right. He brought, his, yeah. he brought the nine ball. Um, going back to the match play, um, Ted did finish and tie for third, which is pretty awesome to see that he represented Nevada there and uh, do really well. And if you go back and watch the stream, he had an unbelievable game on Adam's family. So make sure if you can go back, does, uh, I'm assuming Rick puts it on YouTube as an archive. Is that No, right?
2: he doesn't. He really should. Oh, uh, he you doesn't. Have to catch, you have to catch the replays while they're available on Twitch. Okay. Understand. Or get get, get while the it. getting's good. Um, yeah, I've got it running in the background right now. Yeah. Ted is actually, he is playing some phenomenal pinball. He played really awesome in that match play tournament. You know, absolutely. There's there's a reason that that dude is the reigning Nevada State champion. Totally agree, and I I I believe that if if you know the spinner the spinners let's own Mark Scoff can't bring it home. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully Teddy can repeat. Exactly. But really, Mark, the onus is on you, man. We need you to bring that home to us.
0: I will try. I'll try my best. Like I said, I'm <laughs> I'm doing well, but when he when he has is on that in the zone, watch out. And he was in the zone for that match play. Well, I
2: don't know if Spencer's gonna be the state champion of Wyoming, and I don't think Eric and I are gonna bring it home from
1: California. Oh yeah, so, so
2: no yeah, pressure, buddy.
1: Exactly. Now you know, and well, you know that's why I I quit playing in the tournaments because there's so much else going on, and especially now, not living close by, I don't get to see a lot of the people. But once or twice a year, so I want to just and and the same thing. You know, she she uh, played and took fourth in the very first women's tournament in 2019, and uh, um, and against some really really good competition. Um, but she's kind of same thing. It's like, no, I like doing the tournament, but I just want to hang out and play football and see everybody and have a good time. So who didn't win the women's tournament? It was, uh, Leslie Ruckman. Okay. Yeah. uh, She's amazing. I I think she won. Yeah. She won in 2019. She took, took the win. And she, she is is amazing. An
0: outstanding She's a standing player, yeah. She and, she, a really, and she's really with the big lady. leagues, too. She's the big leagues. I mean, she, yeah, she plays up there with the men, no problem. Yeah, she is, joke. she'll go to the world championship. No
1: yeah, she'll play against the men and just and, and hold her own exactly. Yeah, and really nice lady from what little I, you know, interacted with her. Um, uh, and really just an amazing player. That's awesome. And you know, um, I won't get too deep into it, but they also had, um, the Flipper Room um, also had sponsored a kids tournament all three days. So all three days they had a separate kids tournament. So if you had kids showing up there, they had a, a fun little kids tournament to do, and they can win prizes and stuff and have a good time. So the uh, the tournament and league, or not tournament league, but the tournament and competitive play was definitely represented well. And yeah, big shout out to everybody that volunteered and, and to to Michael and Edie Hosier who. Make sure that tournament runs like you know a Swiss timepiece, and uh, he was, was a soldier, yeah. It, no awesome. doubt, yeah. Time, she is yeah. Handling
2: the money, selling entries, yeah. just making sure that it ran like a top. And before we move on, let's not forget uh, targeted mark, tar- target match play. That was Mark Schultz, right? Was our winner in that?
0: It was Mark Schultz, yes, that's correct. He got up to 23 points. And he won the uh, the match play. And now, just speaking of Leslie Ruckman, he uh, she tied with Ted, which is very interesting. Oh, wow,
1: that's true. Yeah.
0: yeah, but yeah, it was Mark Schultz that won the target match play. So you know, congrats to all the winners and for
2: for bringing for bringing the for bringing the competitive spirit into all the players. You know, nobody nobody uh, nobody stepped up. And, you know, there were, I don't think there were any poor sports. I think everybody had a really, really good time, played real hard. There was definitely some thrill of victory. There's definitely some agony of defeat.
1: Right, I, lo- I love that you bring that up because that's so old school now, but it's so cool. So <laughs> it's the, the agony of defeat. You watch, you know, the agony of defeat, and, and, and the uh, right. victory. Uh, yep. Wide world of sports. World of sports. Right. So if you, if, speaking of all that, um, and if you weren't playing in the competitive side and or checking out or just you know watching people compete at the at the various tournaments over the weekend, you might have been with the rest of us uh, miscreants who are the rest fifty one weeks a year. Are, Upstanding citizens were at the uh, the continuously running for almost four straight days after party twenty four seven Camp Silver Ball. Which oh yeah, if you were at Camp Silver Ball this year, you had the opportunity for the first time when you when you reserved your your spot uh, for tent or camper RV camping, you had the opportunity for the first time ever to purchase an official camp silver ball t-shirt which i probably own now yep those um, things are cool man they are cool did you get one eric yes i did nice yes i i got one too so um but yeah man uh camp silver ball is like literally like it was because it started actually thursday night we arrived thursday afternoon set up our camp around we were set up around 6 30 and uh the beer was flowing and the, the greetings were there and the people were there and it was a lot of fun. And people set up pinball machines underneath uh, um, pop-ups and, and in inflatable tents, uh, same as yeah. last year, except even more. And the party literally never shut down. It would go to four in the morning. People would sleep for three hours, get up, come over to our tent, have coffee, and uh, and then start all over again. And how many how many games would you estimate were in
3: Camp Silverball this year? Was, I would say at least 12 that I could think of, if not
1: more. There were, yeah, there were probably 12 to 15 games you could run around because cause they had the pin golf tournament, the unofficial pinball, pin golf tournament. I believe that was Saturday night that Gene X. Wong, shout out to Gene, put on. Um, I didn't participate in it cause by Saturday night I was kind of wearing out. So I went to bed about 1130. Um, but then I, I fired it back up hard Sunday night, even after the show was over, I was over at my neighbors playing their ACDC while they were wrenching on, uh, on, um, truck stop, which they'd had inside the building during the show. Hmm. Hmm.
3: Yeah. There was some, there was some cool stuff out in the campground this year. There was, uh, I don't know who's, who's, uh, what group of people it was, but over in the far in the far corner behind the building where the where the Friday dinner was at, um, somebody had set up a like a really short stage under a tent. And they had three machines in there. So the machines were up out of the dirt and they were all leveled out and everything. They played really good. Had a good time over there, hanging out there for a bit. Was, checking was that, that out. The,
1: the Sega Godzilla? Yes. Yes. OK, it was Godzilla Lost in Space and.
0: Um boyer Wire. Yes, Thank hardwire. you.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that was the
0: Monterey Boys, wasn't that was a, it? Yeah, that was the Monterey Lins Arcade Monterey, folks. Monterey Flipper Pinball,
1: okay. yeah.
3: T-
0: awesome. yeah. yeah. that were awesome. Yeah, always, that was such a great match. They
2: brought the party. Yeah,
3: they did. They <laughs> that totally was, that did. Was a, that was a definitely legit, serious setup they had over there for that. That was pretty sweet.
1: So, And somebody brought... uh uh, I, I I want to protect the innocent by not mentioning names, but uh <laughs> um somebody brought uh flipper pinball uh flipper what is flipper pinball. Um it's a soccer flipper game. Football. That, uh, flipper football. Flipper football. We I played a couple games on that with some friends, and we had a really, really good time. That's a fun game. Played you know, like
2: that's one of those games. games that has been a punchline for years.
1: It's a great yes. game.
2: It's a good game. Multiplayer like
1: it, it's super fun. Plan is just play. the
2: punchline,
1: yeah.
3: Because yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, right? laughs> I remember the I remember the old ads for Pinagogo where they said, "Bring your games, but not Baby Pac Man." <laughs> I
0: remember that. <laughs> In your game, something that works would be preferable. Oh, that's funny. The game selection was unbelievable. I mean, you're oh, on yeah. the campground and you have Cactus Canyon continued. You can't play that anywhere. Right. And here it is sitting on the campground. Uh, like you said, flipper football, Bond premium. Or was it an LE? Was it an LE? that was a pro. That was it was a
1: pro, wasn't it? No, Bond no, premium.
0: It was a premium. It was a premium. it was a premium. Yeah, yeah, it was premium. a premium. And then he had this really cool uh, that Monte Carlo, which was like kind of like Labyrinth. But you had to race this small steel ball around to the yeah, end. That was kind of a cool little maze to play around with that. Uh, and then, of course, like I said, Flipper football. And then there was an alien from Highway that was just down the, um, and
1: yeah, the folks close had to that, our campground. The, yeah, the Highway alien. They also have, um, they have the ACDC Pro. ACDC uh, Pro, it was, right? a la- it was a later one with the different artwork and the leds and the bell that rang and and it played great in fact they had it for sale for 6k it's probably I mean, one of the best pros i've played to be honest that with you played really nice it so. was a good
0: pro yeah that was really yeah, nice for how
1: much 6k in fact they had a that's they, super
2: fair because again that late pro they added a lot of the premium features into yeah they did like the and bell. they fixed that playfield art so it's a little bit less ugly than every other version of ACDC
1: exactly yeah they fixed the playfield art they put the they put the bell mod made it like the premium LE bell they did I don't think it's modern
2: I mean I think that actually if if it oh, was yeah, the later one that has like Angus jumping instead of the Angus devil
1: face yes yes it is uh, yes
2: i think that that actually stern put like the the premium and the yeah, L- that's style what i mean bell, yeah yeah they, they the put pro the, the original bell is just sort of static
1: yeah they right they, yeah they, they put that in front of the factory but i mean they said oh hey let's let's make this later version better and do the better bell and stuff so they had that for sale they also had the truck stop for sale for 2k i'm like wow, wow. That's, that's a wow. pretty good deal i know right and uh, oh, sorry about that, guys. I don't know what that is. Like hey, truck stop's something- a
0: weird game.
1: It was fun. I played it. We had a good time playing it. But yeah, uh, it, two it, spinners on that, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a I fun one so. to rip those spinners. Well,
1: it had because it, it, it has like four ramps. because originally it was supposed to be called Ramp Warrior, and they made it truck stop. So. Cause that was like either the last game pre-merger or the first game post-merger. Yeah. I can't remember either, but it was right on that point when they bought Bally. Yeah. I think and the last full game was, I think the last game that was a full Bally Bally game was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Blackwater 100, I believe I could be wrong about that, but I think that was it. But you know, it, throughout the whole weekend, um, if you stayed at the campground or if you just hung out late and hung out like, you know, at the campground and stuff and just visited with people and had a cold drink or a hot, you know, cup of coffee with me and the wife and, and whatever, man, it was just a good time. It, 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 just, it was really a lot of fun. I mean, like even more so this year, it felt really even more kind of uh special cause they had the t-shirts. You're like, Oh, you're a camp silver ball camper. Nice. Cool. You know, you're like, Oh, I'm special now. So, <laughs> and it's, they it's, had the pyramid.
0: Uh, the pyramid enclosure and then they oh, also yeah. had like a it was, it was circus a tent. Yeah. yeah. That little, was like weird cake. Yeah, or a little peppermint
3: building peppermint like inflatable. Yeah, inflatable thing. Yeah, yeah, like the harem building Wally as I call it. House. Yes. Yes. House. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good name for it. The harem building. Which, Which is harem really building. great yeah. because <laughs> the,
1: the pyramid last year had Ninja Turtles and then this yep. year had a Godzilla. Godzilla. Now, put, and I'll then the some uh, pictures up on the, on the Facebook page. And then the harem tent had, uh, total TNA. nuclear annihilation and uh, uh, Bob, Bobby Orr, uh, Bobby power, power play. play. No, yeah. No. yeah, that played Which really well. Yeah, it did when it, it worked. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. so
0: you,
3: and Dan worked on that thing almost all weekend trying to get it working better, and and he did a lot of work to it to keep it going. So yeah, big shout heads out, heads out to
1: him to Dan Costa, Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah it was just, oh Dan, oh Garcia. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I, why is it here? Okay, sorry um there's so many dams there's so many dams there's there's a lot of dams so. that's why they have that website only dance only Dance. okay <laughs> and, uh, just kidding yes. <laughs> no it was, but it, everybody was there and everybody had a good time and and all the camping people shared their games and their food and their drinks and, and invited people to yeah, come on, sit down hang out talk story in fact uh, over at george's tent uh, our dear friend George, and friend of the show, or his trailer rather, something was playing Deadpool on like a, a projection screen, which I thought was really cool. So, a bunch of people were sitting around the camp watching Deadpool.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. I was over there, and then they also brought two TNA's that were uh, under a tent. I think that was Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Friday um, or maybe Saturday that was Friday, Friday night. Was Friday I can't. Night. Cause
1: I, yeah. Cause you and I, Thursday, you were playing, you were playing the TNA and you and I were talking and then yes. I was just, I was just kind of hanging out over that area. Yeah. So.
0: It was really fun. Uh, really a great atmosphere. Uh, a, a lot of fun. And, uh, it, it's been a great way to bond with people. Uh, I know Huntsman brought night moves and he got a Hulk and, uh, he had people come over. Yes. To do stall ball, and that was really a nice opportunity for people to hang out and have fun. And then people went over to the the other side uh to play Tiltalica, which is linked Metallica's to tilt the other machine out. So
1: And those were running hard in the show. Oh well, my yeah, all gosh. Weekend, that's where I all lived, all night. That's where all I lived night. all night
0: long, pretty much. <laughs> and, and all morning. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. The Tilek
1: is their second appearance and they never stopped.
0: That was going, Shannon just said, let's play another one. Let's play another one. I'm like, are we keeping people up? And it's like, that's (laughs) what was amazing to me. We had all these people and in the campground. And I thought for sure, somebody's going to come over and say, dude, you guys got to turn this off. Nobody did. No, I, everybody just slept through it. I couldn't nope. believe it. Cause we had those things. They were cranked. They were loud. Um, and not only were people were loud, but <laughs> so were the games, <laughs> but it was, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, play one more, play one more, play one more. And I just, I couldn't get enough of it. That was so right. much fun. So much fun. And Ted and I were like, ah, oh, should we play another one? And I'm like, ah, oh, heck let's play until they kick us out. <laughs> so we right. played literally
1: till four in the morning. No, I remember Saturday morning, everybody was kind of like dragging ass. Yes. And it's like, uh, um, I, I mean, everybody was dragging just about. And then like by 11, 12, because people were coming over, oh, my God, do you have coffee? I'm mean, like, yeah, we got coffee, man. Come on over. And because uh, that's kind of our thing, you know, it was like, come over, have coffee, hang out till the show. start, even after the show, like 10, 11 o'clock, do you still have coffee? No, I'll make another pot. take three minutes. Come on, let's go. And uh, so that was that was nice, you know, but, um, yeah, so Saturday morning, you know, I, I got up fairly early cause I never sleep anyway. Um, or, you know, I, I don't sleep a lot, but, uh, I'm an early riser. I keep farmer hours, um, normally. So we were over at the, uh, swap meet Saturday morning and I didn't buy anything, Cause uh, we had the car so full of camping gear and stuff, there wasn't really room. And I almost bought, I almost bought it. Had, one one vendor had a really cool uh, uh, parking meter, which I've always wanted to put in like my downstairs bathroom. And, and this won't work because I put a nickel in it. See if it worked. And it wasn't a bad price. It was really clean. But I just thought, ah, man, it's big and heavy and bulky, and I don't want to take it home. So, um, so I didn't buy anything. They had that, and we talked about off air. They had same same vendor had the Bally, uh belt with the Bally pinball wizard belt buckle. Like it was like a total seventies leather belt and big belt buckle. And it was really cool. And it was like, it would only fit you if you had like a 28 inch waist, maybe 30 inch waist, which I haven't had in probably 25 years. Um, but it was really cool. We kind of wanted a lot of money for it. And apparently they go for a decent amount of money online. I guess Bally made a few of these. It was like, promotional giveaways or something but it's a really cool neat kind of piece of pinball history but they had a lot of back and old games and stuff so as usual the swap meet you know i ran into a few friends there i hadn't seen it in a while and hey man it's good to see you we just chatted it up so but um you yeah, know that was a swap meet it was a good turnout and a lot of good vendors there and uh there were some good deals to be had i felt so really, really bad
2: i didn't get out to the swap meet at all this year
1: that's so weird because usually I see you there. Usually you get there before oh.
2: I do. You know me, I'm always looking for junk. Yeah, I completely missed it
3: too this year. I was kind of bummed that I did because it looks like there was some pretty decent stuff when I went by there later in the day.
1: Yeah, there was. There was a lot of good stuff. The one the one thing I was really looking for, which I probably couldn't, I would have had to have one of you guys uh, ship it to me, is uh, a better back glass for uh, hot tips than I have right now. So the one I have is working, but I'd like to improve it if I can. So, but, but there was a lot of good stuff there. So, but, um, you know, we had Saturday morning, we had the, the, you know, we had that, and then we had the breakfast. If you uh, brought a game, uh, you could go in or volunteered. They weren't real, you know, but they, they, it was mostly for people who brought games, but if you volunteer stuff, they let you in. They had like fresh fruit and orange juice and coffee and, um you know uh croissants and stuff like that nice little layout um in fact uh, if i recall correctly courtney helped out with that which was real nice um i think that. that
2: she actually set all that
1: up she did say i believe she did she did a wonderful job so shout out to courtney friend of the show and uh um yeah she did a wonderful job she's a great hostess um and then, you know, you have just pinball in the building. But beyond that, um, Sparky, uh, Mark Sparky Malmberg, who for years and years and years at Pinnagogo and at Golden State Pinball Festival, um, had Sparky's Barbecue with uh, bratwurst and hot dogs and other good stuff. Um, and last year and this year, it was uh, George Gonzalez, our good friend George Gonzalez, and J.J. Babish from J.J.'s, uh, from Game Exchange of Colorado. And they put on... which we're kind of throwing it because he guess I don't know what we're going to call it. Cause they're kind of taking it over. Um, cause you know, Sparky's got other obligations and things. Um, and he sold his RV. So he doesn't have that anymore. Um, so I said, George's weenie roast. So it's, I call him, call it George's and JJ's weenie roast. Now that's an unofficial title, but we had that, which, uh, it's just a barbecue. They supplied, uh, bratwurst and hot dogs and buns. um, Hector and his wife made a really, I think his wife made this really monster, amazing chili. And uh, and then other people, like I I said, well, what do you guys need? So we need ice, which I picked up for him. And I said, well, how about potato salad? And they're like, yeah, yeah, bring. So me and Rusty ran out Friday afternoon. Or No, Saturday morning, actually, I think. We picked up a bunch of tubs of potato salad and brought. So people just bring, you know, cookies and salads and sides and stuff like that, drinks, And um, we sit around, we have food, we talk, we hang out. It's really kind of a centerpiece of the show, even though it's not an officially sanctioned show event. It's just part of the part of the goings on and part of the mythology and the history of Pentagogo slash Golden State Pinball Festival. The barbecue was great. It was really nice to see everybody and hang out. It is really nice to see everybody hang out. It's nice to see, you know, it's because, you know, George, man, I only see him once a year. We used to work together a lot because when I was still in pest control and he's still in real estate today, I did a lot of work with him. You know, we talked a lot about that. Like, God, I got to miss working with you. It's like, Me too, man. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's a good thing, even though it's not an official show of just to be clear, but we had to talk about it because part you know, it's, it's, it's part of the experience. So well, it's part of the camp silver ball. It's experience. part of the camp silver ball experience. For sure. So, yeah, absolutely. So, and of course we really haven't talked about the games yet, you know? Um, That's true. Well, now remember, because I didn't normally in between the show, I get to see all the new games because I'll go to the Denver show, the mile high show. Well, last year the weather wasn't that great. So I didn't go. So I didn't get to play James Bond or Toy Story 4, which were out at the time and at the show. So I didn't get to play until th- this time. And then, of course, you got all the other new games. You know, you got Foo Fighters, Galactic Tank Force, Scooby-Doo, James Bond, Godfather, Godfather. Yep. Final Resistance, um, yep. which is new P3 multimorphic game, which is unofficially an unofficial sequel, not a sequel to... Total nuclear annihilation, but it's the latest game by Scott Denisi. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. I played everything. I enjoyed everything. Um, just a real quick overview. Um, Bond is great. Enjoyed it. Foo Fighters has literally, I think, changed pinball forever. Um, Toy Story 4, I enjoyed playing. Um, I really don't like the color scheme and stuff. Like, it was probably, I put it lowest on the list and, and it's not a bad game. It's just, it, I wish it, like everybody else. I wish it would be Toy Story one. Godfather surprisingly really enjoyed playing that. And I'm not like the theme does nothing for me. I don't hate it. Don't love it. Um, the big surprise Scooby-Doo, I really enjoyed. Um, uh, the big surprise, uh, for me, Galactic Tank Force, it's goofy and silly. I know the music kind of is off to some, I had fun playing it. I love the art. So that's has some of the quick overview of some of the new stuff. But, uh, yeah. We'll let Eric go next. Eric, would you, would you play new that you really thought was cool?
3: Um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of time on bond before the show. So I got to put some more time um, in on bond and I, I got to like that game. Um, I think that's a good game. And uh, I don't think I, I think I only got to pay play a premium one time. Cause all those, all the, all the bond theme games were just mobbed the whole weekend, you know? So, Luckily, there was was some cool people that you could get in and play a threesome or foursome or whatever and had a good time on those. And then, of course, you know, Foo Fighters played a lot of Foo Fighters. um, Also played played a decent amount of um, Godzilla. But then a lot of times I was playing some of the older games that you don't see so often. Uh, Some of the early solid states, um, uh, nine ball that you don't see very often. Um, I ended up playing... uh, I don't know why, but I just got fixated on playing Evil Knievel for a while. I don't know why. Uh, I don't normally gravitate towards those games, but there was just something about the one that they had in the uh, in the smaller hall that was a really good game, and so I played that for a while. But, you know, just going through and playing some of the EMs that you never see, and most people don't play those games, but it's kind of nice to play those and get a different, a different feel because it, it's a different skill set to do well on those machines. You know, you're not, you're not looking at a super in-depth rule set. Uh, you're not necessarily looking for crazy fast reaction shots and, uh, you know, shooting ramps and things like that. But at the same time, a lot more control, a lot more patience, that type of thing. But I did not get a chance to play some of the newer pins. I was hoping to get on Galactic Tank Force and, uh, and uh, Godfather and uh, some of the other games that were there. And I just... Unfortunately, it didn't work out so well, but um, I, think, I think the highlight for the show for me for newer games was um, how much I liked Bond. I wasn't sure I was going to like it. I had played it before at Flipper House in Rockland before the show, and I was kind of eh, on the fence about it. But after playing it at Golden State, I, I have to say that it's a really fun game. I didn't think it was going to be as much fun as, as uh, I ended up having on that machine. So, I like how it
2: shoots,
3: yeah, it does shoot very well, and the shots are very satisfying, and there there's some easy shots, and there's some really challenging shots, too. So it's a nice mix, which I appreciate.
1: I really enjoyed playing it. I did get I got two games on a premium, and I got a bunch on the pro. Um, premium's really nice. I really enjoyed the pro. It, 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 disregarding the cool stuff that's on the premium, like the the jet pack you know, that grabs the ball and stuff. Um, the pro is, is in, uh, in its own, a really fun game. Don't yeah, you mean on a wand? Yeah. yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the diver little, you know, I forget what movie that's from. I want to say Thunderball. Number, is it Thunderball? Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. It was okay. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. I remember being a little kid and going mom and dad, seeing that at the drive in. So yeah. That's how old I am. Um, and I just remembered before I completely forget because we're on the subject of new games and Bond. Uh, there's also the Bond 60th anniversary, which all uh, throughout there, like everybody, it's, it's everybody has the same opinion on that game. My God, that's a fun game. Shoots it's like, an awesome game. Awesome I'm telling game. you, it's it like an early eighties ballet. boy. I, sure, yeah. I got a couple of games on it. Boy, I sure did enjoy playing it. But boy, it sure ain't worth 20 grand. There we I'm go. Gonna be,
2: I'm going to be that guy and say I I don't see the hype. I I, I loved it, was- it on the stream. I swore I was gonna love it and I finally got to play it and I was just like, "Ooh. Why is everybody so enamored with this thing? I don't
0: think it's that good." Elaborate. I I'd love to hear your opinion. Okay. How come? Ooh, I liked it on the stream, but I got to <laughs> shoot it and I didn't have any fun.
2: I don't know. I just didn't I didn't think that the shots that were hit, that were there were as fun or as hittable as I thought that they would be, you know, the little whoopsie do like kind of turnaround shot wasn't Uh as smooth as I, you know, as it seemed to be on the stream, uh, that stupid hat thing, which I always hate those. It was always in the way. I just, I don't know, man, like I only got to play it I think twice. So maybe like I need more exposure to it, but I, you know, in general have been kind of, Fond of the the retro remakes, and you know that's supposed to be a retro style game, and I just to me it felt half baked. I think that you know I know that I know that you know it's kind of speaking against the cult of Elwyn, but yeah, I just I don't think it it was as good of a game as I thought it was going to be. And I and I walked in expecting it to be great. I played it with my wife, and she she's a you know she's a pinball aficionado too, and she was just like ugh. She's like, do you say this is like $20,000? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, I don't, I don't know why. And I was like, it's just, it's a marketing thing. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think,
3: Interesting. I think that, yeah, I think the thing that's unfortunate about that too is that we probably won't get a chance to play that game again until next year. You know, you're not going to see one of those on location anywhere, I don't think.
2: Yeah, so, I don't think anyone yeah. in our, in our league is going to ball hard enough to bring in uh, no, no a bond uh, a bond sixty. And you know. I I didn't get a chance to play that game either. I wanted to, but it just the
3: line was so long to get on that game because it was the only one there. I just never got on it. So
2: yeah, I don't I don't feel like you missed that much, but it you know was something that I think you had to try because of the the relative rarity. Sure. But yeah, you know, and it could also be that I didn't play it, you know, maybe if I was playing it in a different
0: environment, I would have enjoyed yeah. it more. It was, uh,
1: thanks to the pirate, the pinball that pirate. That was a real
0: treat to have that brought to the show. Cause I didn't expect it to be there, to be honest with you. Cause like you said, a 20,000 rare game, that was a treat to get to play it. Yeah. yeah. Dan, what did you think of the spinners? Did you like the spinners? I, you know, again, I just didn't, I didn't
2: see what the hubbub was. Okay. That totally, totally you know, respect your opinion. In mind, it was, it was walking up, it was laying my hands on it. Maybe my expectations were too high. Um, but yeah, I really, you know, I watched the stream, the the Jack Danger stream, and I went, I don't know, man, that game looks fun as hell. And then I got to shoot it and I was like, the shots didn't flow like I shot. They should have flowed. And uh, like I said, I just, I didn't have, maybe I didn't have a good game. Maybe if I played it a dozen times and had a couple good games, I'd get it. Doesn't amaze me sound wise. The score reel thing I think is kind of stupid.
1: I wish they would have just no. done a video display and then just done the score reel video display yeah, stuff.
2: Oh kinda of like on Batman.
1: Kind of it like on like Batman, they, yeah. It just yeah. feels
2: like they tried to make it special and it yeah. just, you know, again, it just it reeks of what it is. Yeah. Which is just mm-hmm.
1: let's make it something special it? so we can charge
2: a bunch of money for it.
1: There you go. Yeah, I do yeah. I really enjoyed playing it. So I think it'd be a fun league or tournament game too. Yeah.
2: I appreciate that it was there that that it yes. got yes. And I appreciate getting to put hands on it and get to getting to experience it. And I don't think that the people who liked it, you know, are are wrong. Um, you know, I just think that maybe I didn't have the, the first impression that I wanted to have with it. But I hmm. do think that the that the the standard bond is a great game. And it's I, a hell of a game. It's a got great to spend game. I a little bit more time on that. I got to spend a ton of time on the Foo Fighters LE. I played the Pro a bit, but I finally got to play the Premium LE, and I got to sp- get quite a few games on that. And I don't, I don't know what else to say besides, man, that game is fun.
1: Complete game yes. changer. You
2: know, don't yes. don't love don't love the theme. Uh, the art is better in person than I thought it was when I saw it in the pictures. I thought it was going to look like a mess, but it's not too bad when it's sitting right in front of you. It is very busy and very colorful. So if you don't like that, it might not do it for you. But here was, here was the thing, like every version of Foo Fighters shoots like a maniac. There's ramp on every, which way there's jumps, there's. Whoopsie doos! There's loop arounds. There's that kicker that throws the ball back up the field. It's got those weird little in lanes with the targets, which is really really cool. Um, when you step up to the le, you get that little upper play field, and it's got like a little flipper with a whoopsie doo and like a few targets. And a I think that, is there a spinner in that building or is it just a building? There's a spinner, there's there. a spinner oh, there's in a the center, center. there. Um, and got an you got
1: orbit, yeah. You
2: get the molds, you know, you get the little extra magnet underneath of that alien guy, the overlord, but the and, thing that makes that and, gun incredible
1: and is the dead post. I got a chubby yeah. when I hit that
2: it's so <laughs> fucking fun to hit, man! Like it's like you're doing a death save for free.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It makes you. It's feel like you like like could do a death save and not completely sh- like shatter your wrist,
3: and not slam tilt a machine. It makes you right. feel like a badass. Yeah. Oh,
2: you feel like yep. yeah, you feel
3: like a.
1: like, it's feel just like, just like a The pro. emotional
2: like like goodness of when that happens and it just bips the ball back up onto that right flipper and you just flip it away and out of danger. You're just like, oh, that was fucking cool, man. Like yep. genius, you know, it's genius. Oh, so, so good. And I mean, it's, it's, it's an it's example so of a, a tiny thing that feels yes. so good to do. And I think yep. that if that's the kind of stuff that we're going to, you know, when, when I, you know, I remember when Jack Danger threw out that design and I threw a comment to him, you know, on the Facebook group. And I said, I knew you were going to bring the cool, weird stuff. And, and, you know, he liked it because Jack Danger is just the nicest guy in the world, but like, I'm really counting on him to keep putting these little cool, weird things into games that like nobody else would think of doing, or maybe somebody else thought of it and gave it to him. But, you know, I think that his designs are going to lend themselves to being, you know, a little quirky and a little different, like and an, that's like, okay. like an Elwin but kind of cracked out, you know? <laughs> right.
0: And that, <laughs> well, and that kickback target is awesome that too and awesome. That's on both versions yep. yeah and that is it's so cool because it's like it hits in it it literally gets blasted by it and it goes right up the ramp that's, it's, well, yeah, it's the old, unbelievable it's the old godly we'll, uh, kicker target
1: exactly yeah yeah kicker target and then, and then yeah. you have the flow i mean the flow on that game is the just flow a, is crazy and, and and like like dan mentioned the in-lane target so if you shats the in-lane shout out to Neil shots. He's probably loving that. Like I actually get something extra for shots in the (laughs) inline. Right. Right. (laughs) That's just genius. It's genius.
0: I love the skill shot. How you, how you, how you can do a short plunge and then you try to hit that left, the left ramp. Left. Yeah. And then hit it. kind of, it has that kind of that Jurassic park vibe. You can do the whirlwind skill shot. Fun. Yeah. 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 Into the drop. Yeah, you can. You can do the whirlwind skill shot, too. Yeah, there's so many options, even just launching the ball. Yeah, yeah. it's a pretty amazing game. Um, like you said, the flow is unbelievable. We're very blessed to have two here in Reno. We're going to get one on location pretty soon. Um, so we're excited about that. But, nice. oh, man, that game is so good. Yeah, I think it's that so several
2: good. people in our group actually brought one home from the show. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I was
3: secretly kicking myself because, uh, Shannon got the last LE from pirate and I called after Shannon did. Cause I was like, I got to get one of these and yeah, you just missed it. Like son of a, but then it, it went to Shannon. So probably get to play it at the treehouse at some point.
0: Yeah, was- absolutely. And the green on that is so much better oh, than the crazy. picture.
3: Yeah. It's, it's so crazy much good. better in
1: person. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good looking machine. It is. There, there's a little, little added, I'll just throw this out here. And then, and yeah, I'll take it for what it's worth. But um, Jack Danger said a big thank you on the internet about it. So, you know, I know that things change quickly. But as of right now, and I just pulled up and looking at it, Foo Fighters is now holding the number one spot on the Pinside Top 100. I would agree with
2: that. You mean the the Um, meaningless top 100?
1: The meaningless top 100. This is amazing! Congratulations! No, I saw that.
2: I saw it
3: in the Wall Street Journal too about (laughs) (laughs) pin.
1: Actually, pinball has been getting all. Did you guys see that?
2: That Jack Danger had one cool pinball title, and now he's he's retired from from daily streaming. Yeah. Good for him.
1: Yeah, yeah you, you know, know well, he's he's like like
0: got to, a family. To Jack, you know? Know? yeah, you know, for so to, yeah, so and to he, all. he worked his butt off he's doing that. Like, he's a pretty dude. Mind. Yeah, and I don't, awesome.
3: I don't know the guy, but just seeing him interact with the, with the people at Stern when uh, I went to the Chicago show last year was it last year. I don't know. Anyway, um, this just seeing him working with the people at Stern and 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 seeing what a genuine person he is. Hey, more power to him if he can do that, and he's he's designing pins for all of us. I mean, yep. what a great time to be into pinball, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. look at all the, look at all the good games that came out this year. And it's so only, many. It's only May like six. Has it yeah. been six good games? Is, you know, six new machines out in one year is pretty crazy to begin with, from different manufacturers. But then the quality of the games has been elevated so much. You're not getting these weird you know, shot in the dark kind of things where it's a retheme of some other game. Yeah, no cookie
0: cutter stuff. Yeah, exactly. Cookie cutters.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Original, neat, interesting, different, something for everything, something for
0: everybody kind of games, which is fantastic for the hobby. It is so awesome. And like you say, competition is good. Right
2: well, did, did we talk about Galactic Tank Force yet? Speaking of
1: interesting, we, we, I mentioned it, but that was it. Um, so no, we haven't really. So, so I, I
2: did get I did get to throw down a game on, on Galactic Tank Force, and it was a good game. So I, I got a feel I got a feel for it, and I I liked it. I mean, I didn't hear it, and I know from the stream that the music was one of my big big complaints. So that probably helped. But yeah, that's also, you know, that's a really neat game. It's got it's got Nordman on the design. So it's obviously got crazy shots and crazy ramps. It's got magnets and weird places and strange ball locks, but it's got, you know, kind of a different, you know, a non-standard flipper layout with, uh, it's got the pop-up saver, like your space shuttle heat shield or like Family Guy had. And uh, it had a lot of ball savers. So they definitely had addressed... You know, the fact that when you're whaling on that tank, you know, you can get a lot of cheap drains. You know, it might have been a little too easy with with the games I was watching people have on it. But, you know, it looks great and it actually shoots really, really well. And it didn't feel too cheap to me. Uh, You know, I actually like the weird, you know, the uh, the characters, the uh, CG, not CGI, but the uh, full motion video people. You know, it has that 90s, you know. PC game, American Laser Games. Yeah, it's American sort of Laser totally Games. I was of. thinking of uh, like the like uh, Wing Commander Three. Yes, <laughs> you know that Wing Commander yes. Three quality. Um, but yeah, I mean, T- I totally cheese game, factor. That game's yeah. getting dumped on, and actually, I think that it's kind of cool. I don't think I would, you know, buy one, but I sure would like to play it some more. Yeah, I would too. And that might I I didn't get a
3: chance to play that one either, but I would love to play one if there's one on location somewhere or if somebody in one of the leagues
2: gets one. I would love to play that game. I didn't get to play Godfather, which was kind of
0: disappointing. I didn't either. Like I I just never made it over to Godfather. Wow, I'm surprised oh, that's too bad. Um as far as my take on Galactic Tank Force, uh, first thing was the artwork is just gorgeous. I love yeah. Christopher Franchi, right? Yep. He is unbelievable how he has such a variety of artwork, but that really beautiful, beautiful job on it. And it's got that, I think of it like it's Ed Wood and pinball is the best way I can oh describe God, that's, it.
1: That's brilliant. It's that's true, that's too. perfect. And you
2: could feel like, here's the thing that's funny about that too, is you could feel Like this was the first pinball project that he like wanted to draw. Right. Like he was saying in an interview, you know, he's he's a contract artist, right? So he draws what they want him to draw. And I think that for the first time, like this was the game that, you know, they kind of said, here's what we want to do and, you know, have at it. And he got to draw space women and, you know, aliens and
0: just all sorts of crazy stuff. It's bizarre for you can, sure, but you when feel you watch the joy it, in the art. you know, and not only feel the joy in the art, but you can feel the joy in the people playing it. That line was always packed for that yeah. game. And this is a theme that's no one ever heard of because it's original. It's yep. not even an IP thing, obviously. Yep. And people are gravitating towards it. And here's my prediction. I think when these things do go on location, if put it in their arcades, that it will be like an attack from Mars hit. I truly believe it because it has that feel of it's easy to figure out. The shots are, are relatively pretty easy, but it's just the fun factor is it's fun to shoot. And yes, it is true that when you hit that center tank, you don't want to hit it when you have one ball. But when you have multi ball, then it's fun to blow the crap out of those tanks. I've found that it really shoots well, like you said, Dan. It's smooth. Uh, It flies up that ramp and the orbits and everything. And uh, the lighting is beautiful. Um, I know people complain on Pinside about the uh, 3D printed plastics. And from a distance, you can't really tell. But you do see it like on some of the spaceships that are on the side of the ramps. But when they light up, it kind of makes up for that of having them just gray. But when the game is just turned off, it doesn't look as appealing. I mean, I suppose um, if the thing was sitting in front of me and I had
2: the glass off and I was working on the play field, like that would matter. Yes. Then, like the environment of the show. Like I didn't look down at the characters and think that they were no. crappy. Yeah. I mean, they looked cool. They looked fine. Everything in that game looked, you know, looked I never neat. even
1: thought about it. Yeah. That yeah was, and that <laughs> back glasses. <is, laughs> yeah. I really didn't. I was, was no, like, I didn't think about it at all. either. The art and having fun playing it. And, you know, and yeah. here's the
2: thing if it's a big enough hit, you know, Lior will, you know, make some $900, you know, hand sculpted, hand painted, gaudy looking super mod that you can all put right. on your game to replace it. But <laughs> that's I, so true. I hope yeah. that game gets a chance. I hope what I do hope with that, and I, I, I don't know if this is a realistic thought in this day and age, but I hope America, you know, we kind of talked about this back when we talked about hot wheels and American pinball in general. I hope that American pinball remembers that like their best they're at their best when they're, they're, they're giving people the best value in pinball. True. You know? And, and that price was a little higher than it should have been. And I think that it's a little expensive for a yeah. completely untested theme So I think if they come out with a basic version, if they come out with a pro model for a decent price and they replace the gameplay music, I think that they got a a huge winner. But
0: however, at first, I agree with you what you said about the dubstep music, but it kind of fits in a way because then it does switch to fanfare music on certain parts of the game. Right. So it's not like all dubstep. When you get
2: into a mode and it's playing the 50 sci-fi music, it makes sense. Yeah. Like even with the stupid ice cream plot and the silly storyline, and I got more to say about silly storylines, but it makes sense. But when you're in the main play mode, it's like, yeah, it's right. And why? This isn't like a '90s dance club. Just knock it off. Just steal the music from Attack for Mars and be done with it. Yeah. You know, it would have been it would have been perfect. Maybe a you know because it's got that militant '50s vibe. You know, it's great. Yeah. But yeah, like I so just I think that that game has you know all the potential. I think it's everything that American wants it to be. I just think that it suffers from a little bit of uh, of creative overlord uh, overlord <laughs> overload. So, Foo <laughs> yeah. <So the> Fighters <laughs> on the brain, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. uh, You know, that's another game that I think again Too there might be games. a little creative overload there. Like this, the storyline's a little ridiculous. Uh, if you actually, you know, follow up on what's supposed to be going on there. But, you know, the characterization is so good of, of the overlord character as your antagonist that it ended up working out pretty well. And I think both those games kind of exceeded my expectations. Something that didn't exceed my expectations at all, though, was the whirlwind conversion.
0: Oh, yeah. goodness gracious. Oh, yeah.
1: So Good the kit itself
2: is is masterful, right? Like you've installed one of those kits and the engineering is wonderful. The graphics are great. The sound is terrible. And the storyline is just like, what did they do to Whirlwind? The music is garbage. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs>
1: the
0: music was really bad.
1: <laughs> I, I think they just need to give up and go away and get as far away from pinball as possible. Cause I played that. Cause you know, I missed my whirlwind and that all the games I've ever sold. I miss that one the most. And then of course, uh, I played the, uh, uh, their upgrade to, uh, their 2.02 wow. black Rose, which I stole, oh. which I sold to Dan, which he sold to Rick. And the same thing. It's like, Okay, the art's a little bit. Well, the art was actually pretty good, but I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? And just yeah, it didn't, yeah, it didn't jive at all. It's not cohesive. It was too, See, at least yeah, Ride to Pimott 2.0 is very cohesive, you know, yeah. and it's got good music. And it's like, it's like, yeah, your you guys' shit sucks, plain and simple. I mean, whoever's doing this, that your shit sucks. You suck. I don't want to say that, give it up,
2: go away. I don't want to say that they suck because again, if you they actually suck. see,
3: <laughs> tell us what you really feel, yeah, Spencer. If you actually <laughs> see the
2: the way that they do the kit, like the kit itself is really like well done. Like it's it's it, you drop it in, it's plug and play. It's just creatively. I, I don't, you know, and the graphics are great. Like, actually, the video is fantastic. The
0: video is great.
2: The assets are you know, whatever they use, but the, the sound effects are terrible, the, the, too. Yeah, the sound is terrible. And the, the storyline, you know, and again, it sounds weird to be like this. But I mean, you, you can't talk about the shots because it's just it's just whirlwind. So you already know how whirlwind shoots. It just, you know. It just isn't, isn't great, but we're going to get to learn all about it because one of our local guys bought a kit. So he's going to put it in his whirlwind and we're going to get tell to play don't,
1: it. Tell him don't Who do it. Be sorry. Hector.
0: Oh, did he? Huh? The gameplay was fun. No, I mean, of course the gameplay's fun. It, it's whirlwind, but it was just, <laughs> I, it, it, I don't know. The sounds, like I said, didn't jive with it. And the other thing that I found was um, I didn't, really get to play on a well shopped out whirlwind. Yeah, that was one a of the things whirlwind, but no, that was not. Um the one thing I remember there was a shot I had to make where the extra ball was and the target didn't come up. So I couldn't oh, test out target. that mode to working, try yeah. that. That was not working and um some of the games weren't level. So it was kind of a disappointment to get the full experience that I wanted to see and feel, but uh, at least I got to try it. I really wonder what Lawler thinks of it. Yeah, He probably that's
1: hates him more than I do. It's <laughs> probably, probably know I don't know care. If that's
2: possible. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: it, look, if you want a deeper game, buy a new game. Yeah. I, it, and and I'll bet they left out the best part of Whirlwind, which has got the best... Light show is that's this freeway combo. And if you don't know what that is, if you never owned the game, or if you've owned the game for a year or more and just still haven't been able to make that shot because it's really hard, it's an inner, it's off the upper right flipper. It's there's an outer loop and it comes back around the flipper, and there's an inner loop comes back around the flipper even faster. And then you hit the ramp. And if you do that right. in succession and don't hit any of the switches, it goes off with an air raid siren like an actual tornado warning air raid siren, this really cool light show in a three-way combo, which, if I'm not mistaken, could be wrong about this, but I don't believe I am. I believe that's the first three-way combo ever put in a pinball game. Huh. And it's got a really cool sound effects. The thing about that that everybody hated was the imbalance in scoring. For all that work and headache that you might get once every 100, 150 games, is only worth 250,000 points. So it wasn't worth, Yeah, it, 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 like you do all that. You're like, that was awesome. I only got that many points. So, yeah. but I, I, I don't know if they left it in cause I couldn't make the shot. I got two out of three. I hit the outer loop and the inner loop twice, but couldn't just then couldn't get the ramp right. Um, I have to try that. I didn't know anything about that three-way combo. Yeah. yeah most people yeah. don't, but I, I had another buddy um, friend of the show. Um, And he had the game longer than I did. And like one night, I'm like, yeah, take the glass off. Because I I never knew about that. And he did it and I could hear it on the phone. He's like, that is the coolest thing ever. I had no idea. Because I would make that game. Because for about a year and a half, it was my only game. So I would play it literally every day. And I would make that shot maybe once every 100, 150 games. You know? Yeah, Yeah, but you suck at pinball. So what's that? I said, yeah, but you suck at pinball. (laughs) I do suck at pinball, but that's I'm why I was sure I, that I
2: hit the three way combo on that machine and nothing happened.
1: Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. And it's like every month. I don't know it's if like,
2: I did for sure, but I felt like I did because I hit I had a really I had like a really nasty combo and I was like, dude, I think that was the three way combo. I would have got was. the air horn and right. it, on the exactly. two point
0: kit, are you talking yeah, about yeah, Dan? Or uh, a different like, really? And I was okay. like,
2: Yeah, you do this, you do this, 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 and he's just like, yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's what you did, but I couldn't say I did for sure. And
1: and it has a great light show, too. So does the jackpot shot. And and every one of the modes, except for one, one actually has something to do with actual whirlwinds or tornadoes or twisters or whatever. And all the rest of the modes, it's like, my van broke down. I'm going to get donuts and coffee. What in the actual fuck are these people talking about? It's like, you are aware there's a theme. this game and the theme is tornadoes and whirlwinds assholes yeah it is it is kind of ironic too what dope smoking (laughs) college dropout fucking morons are doing this shit yeah, that's yeah. why, that's why
3: everybody has to get underground now.
1: I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I no, that's, sorry. I the, uh, so that's the, so the we'll other whirlwind game. <laughs> sorry. I, I, I have a passion for the whirlwind. Storm the, the storm is coming. The storm is <laughs> coming. Yes. You Return to your, your home. home. There were like four or five whirlwinds there that were, if I think four, that were just regular whirlwinds. And those four, two were for sale. And whirlwind expensively used to be a $2,000 game some years ago, like when I had mine. And it's about what I saw. I sold mine for twenty two hundred at the time. That was about the average market rate. And now people are asking seven to eight K for them, and which is just eight
0: for- K for a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Um, that's yeah. ridiculous. Whirlwind Whoever
1: was asking the eight K for a really below average whirlwind. Um, yeah, we you know we really need to have a talk. Somebody needs a hug. Wow, that. that sounds, that sounds like a
2: Don. That sounds like a Don Hiley price. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: <laughs> so you know it, 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 is, I, it is. the king of the system 11 like Idiot. well you know, yeah it's a great game you know
2: it's so, the medieval yeah. madness of the system
0: 11. You so. guys got me
1: going with that I was I promised I was gonna hold my you know but, composure uh, tonight and then that just set me off. But you know? yeah I you think,
0: have the right to your opinion but yeah. I know um yeah that really is cool what you mentioned about the three-way combo now I need to find a whirlwind to try that out you, you and see because yeah. that air raid siren gives me nightmares though it's as a kid. Cool as hell so though in that game and the and the white yeah. show
1: that comes with it is so awesome. Um, that's cool. But creative overload, that's just a thing I, that's happening it, now I, in pinball. I, I want to backtrack and talk one little thing about Scooby-Doo, if you guys played it or you didn't. They have the two hands at the bottom of the apron that capture the balls and their ball locks, and you have Scooby Snack multiball. And the way they go down to those little hands is so cool. That's a really cool feature. I just want yeah, to throw that. Speaking of there. terrible gameplay music, I, I, you know what? I know I really enjoyed that game. Man, yeah, really the music
0: enjoyed. was kind of growing on me. No, I really a little bit. enjoyed playing no. it. So, and at
1: least, They're at least wrong. they got the theme right. Hey, it's Scooby Doo. This game should be about Scooby Doo and the other characters. I know. Let's do a car racing game and have nothing about cars or racing. Also, so Fast and the
0: Furious game.
1: There we go. That's it. Yeah. So
0: I think what's ironic with all the new games that came out and this kind of ties everything together is that there's a lot of commonality with three different pinball companies with kind of similar themes. You got aliens, you got a van they have to upgrade. Uh, It's pretty ironic. You know, that's in (laughs) World War 2.0. And then you got aliens, which is GTF and you have aliens and Foo Fighters. Pretty, pretty interesting how there's a commonality between them, but they're totally different games and gameplay and rules and code right. and everything else. Well, I mean,
3: True, I it was pretty that,
2: cool. You know, you see a lot of stuff in pinball, depending on, on your era, right? Right. You have the era where there are a lot of billiards games. You have the era where the games always had hot women on them. You know, apparently right. our, Card games. apparently our new thing is Vans. Yeah. Yeah. Vans, right. We have right. three, like, we uh, have three mm-hmm. games or two games and a conversion kit come up. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> and Stranger Things. And focus. You know, you got the mystery machine. You got the foo van, which apparently is is not even just for the game. Like it's a big part of their stage show is the foo van, and then uh, and then of course you have the the whirlwind van, right? Skateball has vans in it too, doesn't it? Isn't uh, the guy wearing vans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Skateball yeah, it It's, it's skateball though has kind of you know it's got skating and you know hot chicks and a van so. Yes, it's ahead of its own. And Stranger Things has what eight vans on it? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah, the multi-ball star, right? Is that are vans or are they sedans? I don't remember. There's a lot of vans <laughs> in Hawkins. That's why. Yeah, they're government, yeah. government. The government. And band. they all, yeah,
1: they're all and government vans where they all say free candy. Yes.
2: yes. <laughs> like I, I know Scooby Doo has its people that that love it, and I played it, and it was a long game, and that gameplay music had me wanting to kill people. And I got into a mode, it's cause it's just, again, it's that same, and it's, it's Scooby-Doo music. It's just like, like a 20 second loop. And it played like 600 times cause I couldn't get the game to do anything, but I couldn't die. And then I finally got into a mode, which, you know, I thought, okay, Scooby, cause I was Scooby. So of course I got to be scared as shit. Right. But no, it like, it lasted forever and I couldn't hit the shot to like unmask the dude. And it just went on and on and on. And I was like, all right, well, you know, here's the thing. I don't think it's garbage. I know I got some bros who are getting it and I'll get to spend some more time on their games and see how it works. But like, I don't, I don't think that, I mean, I think it's a spooky game and I think, you know, it, it plays like spooky wants it to play and spooky wants it to be different and it certainly is. But yeah, I don't know, man. It wasn't, it wasn't fun for me. And I'm also not like a cracked Scooby-Doo fan, like. Scooby Doo is a thing that's been around my whole life, but I, I'm not like, oh man, Scooby Doo is awesome. So, but it looks, but it looks really cool. Just to put it in perspective, the art's beautiful. The playfield looks neat. It's got lots of weird like mechanisms and ball traps, and it's got the mystery machine with the flashing headlights, which I thought was really cool. So, what did you think of the ball path of not seeing the ball? Did that bother you? You know, I'm a war, I'm a whitewater owner, so I've gotten used to that. Okay. So I think that with any game, you got to kind of, you know, when you have like the lower play field, upper play field kind of thing, you have to sort of be, be ready for that. That didn't bother me. Like, I think. Okay. Kinda, even the
0: loops didn't bother me. it's kind of like, weird the to ball shoot ball into then... a
2: cave. Well, I just yeah. think it's so, it's like, it's not that it's slow. It's just that it doesn't have, like, even when you hit like a mystery loop. Like on Black Knight 2000, right? You have that loop behind the three drop targets and like it comes back at your flippers, like Star Wars style at like 7000 miles an hour. Yeah, and you, the, lose your, the U-turn. Right, yeah. you lose your ball. Well, yeah. on Scooby Doo, like the ball would come back at you, but it didn't come back to kill you. That's true. And like I said, I think that I think that they really set out to make a game that was going to be really good for casuals.
0: Or just make it always a mystery. Well, uh, maybe I mean <laughs> that's what maybe, they're doing, right? Yeah, the maybe balls. it's
2: thematically appropriate. I mean, I don't know if there's diverters yeah. and stuff over there, so it'll come out of different holes. But
1: um, if that game's robust enough, the casual players would be like South Park. People gravitate to it simply because oh they know yeah, the theme, for sure. You know,
0: but it kind of it, they did the
2: theme really well. It kind of screams to me that it's just like it was designed by somebody who doesn't really understand the arcade underpinnings of pinball which is it's supposed to want to kill you okay. because in theory it wants to get, you know, it wants to get a dollar out of you every 90 seconds. Right. And I think that it's kind of designed to be very playable. At least you got to play it. So that's good. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I'm not trying to shit on it. I, I kind of get it but right. you know i i i think in a home environment like you know when i'm sitting on my stool and i'm working through objectives and i know what the shots are supposed to do i could have some fun with it and i do think it's a, i do think it's a fantastic looking machine
0: oh it's gorgeous yeah the art yes. so, i
2: mean i don't know gorgeous for scooby doo if i can say that but i mean it looks as good as scooby doo's ever looked right you know the character's look cool the side art looks cool the van was great that big stupid upper flipper. That's like a big giant L is kind of interesting. The bookcase. Yeah. 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 That's what it is. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Danny, are you thinking
3: thinking the the designers for Scooby-Doo, you think they had more of a a home, a home player experience in mind when they designed that game as
2: opposed to an arcade player experience? What was it? Did bug design it? He did. Doug and uh, the other guy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just my initial impression is just like, yeah, like, you know, and I heard the interview where again, they said, Hey, you know, we're not designing We don't want them to feel like Stearns. We want them to feel like spookies. And you can see it's almost like a continuation of like some of the
0: weirdness from uh Ultraman and Halloween. Right. And you know what, when you think about it, Dan, it's very interesting because they had a game that kills you instantly, which is Rick and Morty, right? Which was a Denisi
2: game, had, and Denise makes really antagonistic which is, games. It's his jam. Right, which was
0: Denise, right? And then you have Bug and um, his other person that he worked with makes Scooby-Doo, and it's way easier. So now we just need to have a middle ground game from Spooky that will be able to check all the boxes because they're kind of on the extreme of really hard to play and really easy. So now we just need to have it just right. I think spooky lives and dies by themes.
2: Yeah. Like they get really culty themes Yeah, that people are going to buy no matter how good or bad the games are. I don't think that, you know, operators are really like looking at those games and going like, I mean, I know Rick and Morty's found its way to some locations but I don't think operators are really looking at those games going like, yeah, this is, you know, going in our arcade, but you know, maybe a few do. I'm just always interested in spooky just to see what theme what theme this little Wisconsin company is gonna get their hands on next that you're just like, How the hell did they get that?
0: <laughs> How did they get all the assets?" Do? Yeah. How do they get, how does a little yeah. company get all those assets? I mean, they got Frank Welker that did the voices for the call outs. It's right. pretty how amazing do do that? that, that, yeah. How that, do you do that? You know, they got, they got Welker. And I was I mean, really you're glad. hearing Fred, you're hearing Fred talk to you on the machine. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah that the, is yeah. really cool. Oh, From the
1: original series. Man, if know. they can get a yeah. G1,
2: a G1 Transformers and get Welker to come back and do Megatron, I will give Spooky my money. Yeah.
1: That's what everybody wants. So, Yep. Hey, um. So if we, if we take like take the time machine back a little bit, or, or we can go modern, it doesn't matter, we can go new game. Out of all the games at the show, what's the one game where you just kept wanting to go back? Can be an old game, new game, whatever. Foo Fighters. Bond.
0: I like Bond. I kept going back to that one. I
3: Eric, kept... I. I honestly kept playing Godzilla. I know it's, you know, it's been played out or whatever, but I still, I still really enjoy that game. I always went back to that. And like I said, I also, I also played the
2: shit out of Evil Knievel for whatever reason. Yeah. (laughs) The more I play Godzilla, the
1: more I like it. Same here. Yeah. But for me, um, you know rusty and i together and separately played a lot of sorcerer because we both love that game yeah We're actively that's a great looking game. for a sorcerer now and they had a couple of real nice examples there at the show and yep. uh we played a bunch of games on that um i i kept playing an older game like i played some mule knievel nine ball old like seeing old friends the game that not only did i keep going back to because it's a very very rare game um But, I mean, I really enjoyed playing it. I kept grabbing anybody I could find, come play a game of this with me. And that was Q. It was an early Stern, Stern Electronics. uh, Never went into production. I think they made six of them total. That's correct. And uh, it's a billiard game. It has one pop bumper, one magnet in the center, a bunch of passive bumpers for all the the pool balls set up like a billiards table. And then it has uh, two flippers, but they're on the outside. The, instead of they're 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 like inverted and they flip to the outer ring. And if you, you if you get it to the left flipper, because at the bottom of the playfield is a pop bumper, it's kind of surrounded by a little bumper cage, a little pass, like uh, just uh, like rubber, right? You got rubber, yeah,
0: similar to Spanish eyes, similar to Spanish but eyes, a bigger, but, a bigger, bottom,
1: was, but yes. a bigger bumper, yeah. Was that in the small room? Was that yes. in the small room? Yes, it was, okay. and it's uh, like an all green back glass, yes. It's like okay. Q and like big kind of cartoonish letters. Yes. Okay. So, and then if you flip it off the left flipper, it goes all the way back to the top. If you flip it on the right flipper, it goes about three quarters of the way it hits a spinner. So you have to hit each passive bumper in order or on the right, there are just passive you know, like post with rubbers and they'll have not like a, not like a, um, a slingshot, but just passive where it'll score a point and it'll continue you to the next ball. So you have to hit the bumper or one of the top passive side rails. And, uh, and, and, and when you get up to a certain point, you start getting double bonus, triple bonus, like up to five times, four or five times bonus. I think it was five times. And when you start getting that, you start getting some big points but you you know, and again, it's almost like a bag of telling you're doing, and it will tilt and you're doing a lot of nudging, but you don't want to tilt. And when you get it down to that pop upper or you really got to nudge it to get it out of that cage like Spanish eyes back up in the play field to the magnet, which the magnet sometimes will be real passive and other times they will throw it like a monster. Oh, we, it works really well that magnet. It, now, does, a, it is, does. Is, it does. Is there a rollover button on there that activates it? It is. Yeah. It's like you got to hit the yeah. center button. It just goes off the rails, and uh, and then you know you want to get in the flipper and get it back to the top, and hopefully hit the right sides and the right rollovers and get down to where you need to to your next bumper. But that would be the ultimate dollar game game, um, or w- a really good one, but I just kept grabbing people and go, come play this with me. And I had the best time playing that silly game. And, and plus it's super rare, like IO moon. I didn't even play this time, but I got a bunch of games on it. It Jason's when we all went up there last year. So right. I got yeah, to play we, a lot. And that before. game was always, there was always a
0: line for IO moon as people well. People really enjoyed I o moon. Really and there were like a and, lot of people that came and said, oh, yeah, thanks yeah, for bringing right. that. It's I re- played that
1: too yeah that it's was a re- a weird, it's it was really a it's really fun game. and unique and weird game all those spanish games are always like that, but you know I talk about that and then we'll talk in a little bit we'll talk about you know uh the um um the homebrews, but you know stuff like that you know you just you you're almost you' we're so blessed to have games like that show up at the show you know yeah. unique quirky um mark i forget his last name um he's with he's I think one of the organizers of uh, California Extreme, he brought his – Mark Bershing. Mark Bershing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shout out to him. He brought – he always brings a a big bunch of games, and he didn't disappoint again this year, and this year he brought back again both his Spectrum, I believe he owns that, and then his – Transporter, Transporter: The Rescue, which I always get a game on both of those.
0: Such a great game! Such yeah, a that's a good game. one.
1: So weird, you know. But it's things super like that, weird. you just you. And and then whoever brought the beautiful skate ball that brought it the last couple of years. It's got the skateboard, the the skate wheel uh, shooter rod. It's oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. I played that. Got a, got a couple of games on that again this year. Yep. Cause that's such a beautiful example of that game and it plays beautifully. That's another game you don't see very often, you know, somebody did not brought, get to play that. Somebody, somebody brought a mouse and around. I got to play that. I love that game. Somebody brought back again, a uh, nice example of a, um, Oh, what's the game with the cats? Um, bad cats. Bad cats. bad cats, bad cats. Another game you don't see very often and, uh, and, and just things like that, you know, and, um, um, you know, Adam Presser, of course, brought his spirit, his Gottlieb spirit. And uh, boy, that got a lot of plays. And I, people were coming to me and go, I'm so glad he brought this. I've always wanted to play one. I've never seen one before. I remember the year that Charlie and his family came. Charlie, we talked about it on the podcast after the show. Um, talked about it when he was still doing his podcast. So he was so excited because he'd always wanted to play a spirit. He'd never gotten to play one. He'd never seen one until he came to the to the Golden State Show, and so yeah, all those great old games, but those rarities. We bring the weird. We bring, yes. we bring the the NorCal, you know. Well, I mean, not just NorCal. I mean, <laughs> you know, the West Coast people—they bring the weird, man. And they bring,
0: they do. You know? And that's what I love about the show. Like I go, I've gone to the other ones, and you don't see the games that people bring <laughs> at NorCal uh, in either show. Yeah, like that's or Or um, Golden State Pinball Festival. There's rare games that you don't see anywhere else, and right. it's yeah. really nice that people bring them to and allow they share them. Uh, yeah, and to, they share yeah, them. to have have enjoyment out of something that you never see
1: anywhere. No, yeah. no. Um, yeah, well, you know, we talked about that. And I just thought of another game. Oh, the Bushido. Now, the Bushido was down most yep. of the time. Unfortunately, yeah, I
0: didn't get to play that because it was
1: not. I, I, yeah, I did that well. get to put not the one there, but I got to play. Uh, two years ago, one of the organizers of uh, the Rocky Mountain Show owns one, real nice example, and I got to play a few games on it. It played really well, and it's a really fun and unique game. But now the modern Ray Flipper Pinball guys uh, own that game, and God willing, they'll get it up and running 100% and bring it back to a future show. Did, did right. I
3: hear correctly that those guys bought all three of those uh, cons- martial arts games? The yeah, they
1: did. Yeah, they dropped some serious wow. coin. They bought they got all of them. Black Belt, wow. Dragon, uh, the Bally Black Belt, the yep. Stern Electronics Dragon, Dragon Fist, Fist. Dragon Fist yep. and then the Bushido. Bushido. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They exactly.
0: laid out the cat cash and hauled them off. Yep. Yep. Well, Dragon Fist was purchased from Jason. So, yeah,
1: oh, yeah, that's where so, they got
0: it from because yeah. we brought it with us in the trailer. Yeah, um, I played that. I got a
1: game on that again. Um, that was fun. So,
0: yeah. And speaking of that, since it was in the same area as I'm having the visual in my mind, did anyone get to play the. Final resistance. I, I did. Got it right.
1: I did play it. And we, you and I talked about it and I had fun and really enjoyed it, but the right flipper was starting to get a little it wonky. Broke
0: down a lot. It
1: broke down a lot. And a lot, uh, I couldn't get, I couldn't wow, get the right really shot. Game. I couldn't, what was that big thing on the right? That big like monster. Apparently, That, that
0: thing launches balls at you like in heard. 1.4 so seconds. You, yeah. You
1: know how the
2: Borg ship works in next generation, Spencer? Yeah. How you can lock a ball in it. And it'll shoot it at the flippers. Right. Well, you can lock three or four balls in yep. that mothership thing, and it'll shoot them at you. And apparently it can launch them all in under a second.
1: I, that's what I heard wow. somebody talking about, but I never yeah, saw 1.4
0: seconds, it can launch out three balls. Wow. So is that what it is? Three balls in a second and a half? Yeah. Three balls and, yeah, in about a second
1: and a half. Wow, that's yep. crazy. It, it's. It, I had fun with it, and what little I could hear the sound. It sounded really cool. It looked really good. I just wish the flippers felt better.
0: There's something about P3. I, I don't know. It oh, just, yeah. Yep. I, I, I don't know. You. It's, I don't it's know. almost, it's almost like the um,
3: whatever circuit they're using to control the flippers isn't, doesn't react fast enough. The timing's off. There's like a delay or something. It's off just enough to throw you.
0: Right. Right. But I mean, if you, turn them up they'll probably work great but for some reason when i go to shows to play it it never plays the way i expect it to it there's always some kind of weird feeling like one like you said one side is a little weaker than the other my understanding
2: and, with p3 just from the message boards and whatnot is that they are very voltage sensitive mm, so okay. they're not getting the power that they want Interesting. It's, uh, it's problematic. I mean, it might be more, more for the multi-flipper games. Like, Weird Al is a five-flipper game. Wow. And so, you know, they are talking a lot about why you use the separate flipper buttons and whatnot, but it could just be that that was an overall effect. I'm also sure that, you know, with P3, you look at the way that the flippers are designed, and it is an indirect mechanism, right? So it's like when you True. flip, it's a coil, but the coil pulls a lever, and the lever pulls a thing and that fires the flipper because it floats. So it could very well be that like, you know, there is a fraction of a second compared to like, you know, a stern where you're going to feel a little bit of a difference in the flippers, but you know, know, I didn't get to play final resistance. That was one of my bigger misses of the show. I was kind of looking forward to that and, it was either down or just a little too
0: busy every time I was in the air. It was hidden too. It wasn't very visible. You had to find it. That was the thing. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, there's a final resistance here. I didn't even know that it existed until I kind of went around the in the back, kind of over by the the 2.0 kits. That's kind of where I discovered it. And I was like, Oh, there is one here. And then of course it was down when I wanted to play it. So I was like, okay, I'll just come back later. And then it finally was working. But, It's a great game. It is fun. And the other thing I like, too, is the the way that they integrated the screen to really feel like you have a full play field. They did a really good job with that, including the animations to go with it as well. But you really knew what you were shooting at. Uh, It's it's cool. So definitely, Dan, if you get that kit, you're going to love it. It's really a good game. Really good game. At this point, I'm not looking past just getting Weird Al. Weird Al, I wish was there too. I'm, I was kind of disappointed. Still, d- I'm still a couple d- months wasn't away. There. <laughs> oh, you're getting close. Weird Al is so good. Weird Al is uh, amazing. I'm, I'm just surprised it wasn't there at the show, but I guess yeah. that's because they had Final Resistance in place of it.
2: So. By the time I, I, by the time I, I get it, I'm
0: going to already be tired
2: of it.
1: I heard the same yeah. group. Was, oh, uh, was it the guys from Ace Gogi? Uh, I don't know. I they don't brought, know who brought they it. Brought Weird Al last year? Was that yeah, them? Yeah,
2: Shane from Ace. Kirby.
1: Oh yeah, okay. yeah. It was
0: Ace. Yeah, yeah I, I heard correct. it was the
1: same. I heard it was Shane brought the the final resistance. Final resistance too. That, that's what right. uh, somebody, nice to somebody mentioned that. So you know, thanks to Shane. You know, hats off to them. Yeah, shout out. That's a good one. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, you know what was really cool this year too, and we've always had one or two but we had a really nice showing and a couple other people mentioned it to me like, wow, they sure we had a really nice showing of, uh, of homebrew games. Um, yeah. There was a decent mix. Yeah, there was, um, you know, well, and we talked about it earlier than the old Atari middle earth game, not really a great game. Um, they did a 2.0 with a, a new addended rule set. I didn't really get the rule set so much, but I really enjoyed playing it because I hadn't played one in years and years. And this one played really nicely. Um, I did not get any games on. Um, on Kill on uh, kill bill this year don't say that No, really well no i played it the first year it was here back in 2018 i got like three or four games on it every time i went there was a long line i'm like "Ah, i don't want to wait in line i'll get to it later and then and then you know um the guy i brought it um pdx monkey he had to drive all the way back up to you know portland area so he was loading up early and understandably so so um, you know, Hey, thanks for bringing it, man. In fact, I'm looking over at my wall by my desk and I have, cause he gave it to me year. He was handing them out. He gave me one years ago. I told him to choice. I said, I still have that. I have it in the frame It's like, it's a, it's a, like a, like, you know, like paper dolls. It's a paper cardboard cut out. you know, cut it out and build a little kill bill pinball machine. And I have that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I have it framed. So it's got like the the back box and it's got like the the you know the cabinet and the legs and then the bottom and it's got the playfield the insert and yeah it's really cool but i have that framed right next to my desk i i framed my poster my this year's poster if you guys seen the videos um i've put up uh of of the the fallout shelter the stairway and i have all the pinball show posters on both sides. I um, saw that. That's yeah, cool. One side odd years, one side even years. So I have the new show poster. I got it framed yesterday, put it in the frame, um, but I just haven't hung it yet. So I'll get to it this week. But um, yeah, I mean, there was um green out and uh, which is like, uh, uh, a cannabis based. I didn't get to play it though. It wasn't. <laughs> it was down. It was, da- it was, yeah. it was yeah, did, down a lot. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't did get. To, uh. I, I know I did get to play. I think I just. I, I played a quick game, and I got to play Hopped Up, which has got the beer tap. With the beer tap, which was kind of the same. <laughs> it was the same game, wasn't it? Yeah, just the Same layout. It's just a different think, theme. Yeah, yeah. Escape from Hell, which was interesting, but wasn't working great. Um Wu-Tang Clan, which every time I went by was broken, but it looked cool. Yeah, I couldn't play And then play there was an the unnamed, weird, kind of like really early, like not even beta game. But I, I flipped it and it flipped it. it was kind of cool. But you know, it was just nice to see, man. It's nice to see people design stuff in their garage or their basement or whatever and bringing it to the show and going, here's what I got, man. Give it a chance, you know. Hey, give me some feedback. Tell me what you like and what you don't like. So that was cool.
0: Going back to Kill Bill, I did get to play it. I got to play two games on it. And I'll tell you, that game is like production value. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Yeah. It's so good.
3: How long has he been hauling that thing around? Well,
0: Uh, since 2018, I think. 2018. Yeah. 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 But it's beautiful. I mean, they did a great, he did a great job with the, the rules and the code and Yeah, well, the layout, Monkey which is the same as he World Cup soccer. Yeah, 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 it's
1: a World Cup soccer, but I don't think he has anything to do with the design of it. I think he just bought the one. I think it was a group of guys in Europe because there's two or three of them. In oh, okay. So he might have helped on something. I don't know, but I don't, you know, um, maybe he did, but. I don't know. I'll, it's a really cool I'll, I'll
0: game. Just, and the other thing that's neat I'm is, kidding. um, in the upper right hand corner, they added a flipper, which adds a little more to the gameplay than, um, uh, what's in world cup soccer. So that was pretty neat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did, you know, it's got everything. It's got, you know, assets, it's got, you know, um, you know, video assets and stuff like that. They've done a nice job on it, especially, yeah, it's especially solid. for a homebrew, you know? Yeah. So, it's
0: very, very well produced yeah. for a homebrew game. So,
3: yeah. You know what? They could, they could have replaced the ball from World Cup soccer with Oren Ishi's head and have it turn really slowly. And yeah, they, they put could have, top yeah. Their, oh, that top of her brains cool. exposed. That would be cool. That would yeah. be cool. Sorry, this is just random stuff I think of. Huh?
1: No, it's cool. No, no, it's no good. Worries. This is how we get <laughs> shit done, man. You know? That's why this we is, have you
2: on the show because
1: you're. This twisty. is how we don't, yeah, don't random get, randomness. you know. This is how we don't get going for donuts in a van in a whirlwind game. Okay, it's actually yeah, by it's the it's the
2: 5G zombies, man.
1: The 5G <laughs> yeah. zombies. There you go. Yeah, I'm looking for pink donuts. And
2: I didn't get oh, to play okay. any of the homebrews. None. Nope. Oh, wow. Um, I don't even feel bad about it. I walked by them yeah. a bunch of times though. Oh no, yeah. So
3: yeah, we're all, I I, had one, I have busy.
1: Been,
2: they were. I had one chance.
3: I had one chance to play Ultraman, even though I know that's not a homebrew, and it was broken. So uh, Did you play yeah. Halloween? No, the line was too long. If you played and Halloween, then,
0: you, you know, played
1: Ultraman and vice versa. Right, right. So, yeah, no difference, really. In I, I played Ultraman <laughs> at the Denver show two years ago, but I didn't play Halloween because, again, the line was long. So this time I played Halloween, but not Ultraman. And then, of course, you know, Rusty, she loves Halloween. She didn't care for Ultraman. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I don't yeah. like Ultraman's so, so much better. I, I liked Ultraman. I thought it was good. You know? I just like the
2: theme, man. Ultraman's a Ultraman's a, cool, a great theme. Weird, like, whoever thought they would have made the this theme? Classic. Exactly. Yeah. Only. Yeah. Spooky, nobody saw man. that coming. Spooky's gonna make uh, Ultraman.
1: Nobody yeah, saw right. that coming. You know.
2: Yeah. Next thing
3: you know, they're gonna come out with a Star Blazers machine, right? Oh, dude, that, that would be <laughs> like cool, man. Cake. That would be amazing. I
2: would, I would, Dude, did they, the wave motion gun alter, uh, multi-ball you, thing, man, I'd be all over you that. Just, I could just see it. And you know something? The funny thing is, like, Space Battleship Yamato, like, it's yeah. still really big in Japan. It yes. Is. Like, they had a great big old Space Battleship Yamato uh, series within, the, like, the last decade. So, like, it's still a pretty big deal. I thought they were going to make a movie. And, oh, that they, were they, they made, like, 40 like, movies, I think.
0: Yeah, Boltron oh, really? would do okay. well. Yeah, I'm curious if there's anybody who has an Ultraman and a Godzilla right next to each other because that's a nice compliment. Oh, you know somebody
1: does. I mean, because if, yeah. if, if you're into the, the, the Japanese scene. monster, yeah, kaiju yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, the whole kaiju thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Somebody's going to have that. I mean, it just makes sense, you know. It well. makes me wonder if Spooky was like, oh, I want to have
0: something with kaiju. So oh, you know they did because they Ultraman. didn't get Godzilla. So that's why they did oh, it they didn't Ultraman. not get Godzilla. For right. sure. hmm
1: <laughs> Absolutely yeah, for sure, that. And you know what? I'm happy for him. I'm happy they got, the I'm happy for them team, too. you know, um, yeah. yeah, so much good stuff at that show, man. I mean, like so now you we got- missed one new game, right. Which we haven't talked about yet. Oh my oh, God. There's a, there's a game
0: we haven't talked about yet. Godfather. There's a g- Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: It shot better than I thought it would. I had a lot more fun. I love the fact that it has cool mechanical toys and no cell phone or, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Whatever a a tablet screen, Um, because honestly, and I don't care what game it is. Even I know it's like Willy Wonka. Well, they got the you know the the guy with the camera. Yes, they do. See. Weird Al did it right. The camera actually moves and does something. And shoots balls out, locks balls. The camera does stuff. On Willy Wonka, it's static. And it's like, but it's a camera. Every game they put out, they have a camera. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. When you well, the put the camera
2: actually in the back box, Spencer. You know that is, camera doesn't I, actually do anything. I,
1: I know, I know. That's my whole point. Okay, okay just making sure. Every you time <laughs> you put look, any designer, when you put a cell phone screen in a fucking game, you're phoning it in. That's lazy. That's it's like, dude, you're not doing the work. You're just like, well fucking amount of ideas. I'll throw a cell phone in there. The kids will love it. No, we won't. Okay. We want mechanical toys. Jack, remind me again what you said about when you started the company, real mechanical action pinball and Godfather brings it in spades. Well done, Eric Muner. That game. Now that is a gorgeous game. It's a gorgeous game. The artwork is really nice. Better than I thought. The lighting is amazing. It shoots great. It's fun. And I love the big mechanical guy with the with the, the Tommy gun. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed playing it. I, I really was amazed at how many different ball paths, because I couldn't figure out where the ball was going to be coming from because of all the diverters that Eric has set up in there. But it is... Uh, it was really fun to shoot. There were a lot of multi balls, but there was always a lot of multi balls. There, there was a little more work to earn them instead of just having them come out of nowhere. Right. So I really enjoyed that. The modes are great. The way that they integrated the back glass <laughs> and the uh, well, really, literally the the sta- stained glass window Love effect that. with that graphics. Oh man, is that cool? How they did that? Yeah. They really did a good job. They integrate the clips really well. Got a little dialogue here and there. Um, it's a great game. It will definitely be a a great home game for people who can afford it. Yeah, but Dan, you didn't get to play it, right? Did you get to play, it, Eric? No, I was. No, just, I, yeah.
1: Sorry, no. go ahead,
3: Eric. Oh, I was just gonna say, it's kind of the same thing. I had I had some family stuff to deal with the that weekend, so I didn't get as much time on machines as I wanted to, but. Um, I did not get on Godfather either, but it did look really good for the times I did get a chance to sneak a peek at it as others were playing it.
2: Yeah, I waited for it a couple times, but I just didn't stick out the line. Um, Looks fantastic, you know, and I'm sure, you know, it's it brings the heat. You know, I don't think I'm I don't I mean, I'm kind of a Jersey Jack fanboy at this point. I think I really like all the Jersey Jack games and I own a couple of them. So you know, I don't want to feel like I'm making excuses for it, even though I haven't played it yet. But it's not as stern, and it's not meant to be. You know, the the rule set's intentionally complex because it's it's meant to be a home game. Uh, it definitely has a older skewing theme, which I was really surprised to see him go for. But you know, I'm sure it's going to be great. I already own Eric Meunier's other two games, so I don't think I have any need to buy Godfather. But you know, I I. Would sure like to play it and see if I need to make any hard decisions.
0: (laughs) Well, I can tell you this, that what I felt playing it was how awesome the flippers felt. No, they weren't sterns, but they definitely felt different and had a lot more punch to them than uh, previous games. They did seem to be more
1: snappy, didn't they? They
0: felt really good. Yeah, Yeah, they felt really good. Yeah, more like a Williams feel to it. Not quite a stern, but um, they definitely were not. Spongy, as I can describe it, uh, they were they were nice.
1: Yeah. No, I, the theme. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It just it doesn't really appeal to me. But I really enjoyed playing it. I think it's a cool right. theme, man.
2: Oh. I think Godfather's cool, and I think that Mafia always works as a theme for stuff like that. Like Kingpin's great. I was just really surprised to see that it actually, you know, when they did announce it, that it actually was Godfather, but. I feel a little sad that I uh, didn't take the time to play it, but it's out there. So I'll get my hands on one, you know, probably at Pinagogo.
1: There you go. So many good games, man, over 300 games just in the building and not counting uh, dogs acting up. Hold on. Uh, Daisy, yep. get out of the trash. <laughs> 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 I don't know what she's doing. Throwback oh, okay. night on the spinner right. as well. okay.
0: Yep. Okay. So, Yeah, Yeah, okay. throwback. The dog has barked. Right.
1: For yes. the, for the <laughs> listeners who don't know, I have a red bone coon hound and there's a squirrel outside that like grabs himself by his, you know, man parts and gives Daisy the finger constantly, so some friends um, are moving. No, really, it's why I like like the the, the the squirrels up near the back porch to the back door today, and Daisy is standing there looking at her, and I got because I got the, the door open, but I got the screen door closed. And so I opened the door and she's off like a rocket. And the squirrel does this to her like 10 times a day. She's never got the squirrel yet. So we have two cats now. We just got this weekend because some friends were moving out of state uh, due to work. Um, and uh, they're moving to Florida because his job moved them to Florida. So it's like, I, I'm taking my dogs. I, I can't do anything to cats. You know, we'll take cats. So both the boys have been, the younger boys, Seth and Mickey, um, have been, badger me lately for a cat so i said well i'm gonna do you one better i'm gonna get you two cats so we have um gadsby which gatsby's hiding somewhere i think in the laundry room she's not very uh sociable yet she's getting used to a new family and then we have daisy yeah so we have a cat and a dog named daisy so i think daisy the dog is barking at daisy the cat (laughs) <laughs> uh, um, that's funny yeah so we have that so anyway so if you heard daisy the dog bark the red bone coon hound um that's that's daisy the dog anyway sorry to get sidetracked where were we We were talking about cool pinball and 300 so games. spencer you said that they had over 300 games at the show yeah i think the official was yeah, to those yeah, people we, who brought yeah, them yeah to everybody who brought a game man do you brought one or nobody ten. really backed out this year
0: the year so, before did, yeah yeah, the, the lot that were on the list were were there at the show, yep. which was awesome to see. But over three hundred at a show—that's pretty awesome.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, and pl- then we had probably, like I said, twelve somewhere, twelve to fifteen ish. I don't know the exact number. We'll say twelve to, in the campground. Absolutely. In the campground, yeah. So yep. right, um, and the campground we're, that were in the campground the whole time that were not in the show at all you know yeah, right not in the building so because yeah, what that, it
2: comes down to guys is you know this show cannot happen without the collectors yeah without the players without those of us who like loaded up games and brought them to the show
3: yep. yep and all the volunteers that worked all the security details and the front desk and taking tickets and you know
0: checking people in and out an and all, all that of, and stuff. yeah it's such a well-organized show. Absolutely. Yes. Uh,
1: And and they spend countless hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. In fact, we're talking about. Yeah, you can tell. Um, And because everything runs like a well-oiled machine. Um, Right. Including like the giveaways. Okay. So Saturday, you know, every Saturday they give away. Well, they raffle off. It's $5 a ticket. And many people have won a pinball machine buying one ticket. Uh, Last year, a guy won a Rush Pro pinball machine. Right. Fine one five dollar ticket. So somebody won a Star Wars Pro on Saturday, and, and the nice lady won on Sunday won a Firepower too. Um was a decent play field, a little bit of wear, but a really it played nicely, really yeah. beautiful cabinet. The cabinet was almost perfect. Um yeah. So, I mean, there's stuff like that. And even like little touches, like I didn't know, cause I was, I was in there early Friday, right? Before the show even started, like probably a half hour before, just kind of talking with everybody and taking some pictures and stuff. And they're like, Oh, you're selling the posters and stuff already. And like, yeah, you want one? I'm like, yeah, I'll take a poster. So I paid money and got my poster uh, for this year's show, which I didn't know if you were one of the first hundred people to buy the regular poster <laughs> Daisy's at it again. Um, they were signed and numbered. Oh, nice. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. Right. And I didn't even, I, I think somebody had mentioned it, but it didn't click. Cause you know, anyway, so I get it and I look down I'm like, oh, my post and they put it in a nice little plastic sleeve for me, which was a new thing. I'm like, oh, thanks. So I'm walking back, I'm taking it back to the camp you know, put it in the car so it's keep it safe. And that's uh, till I get it home and get it in a frame. And I look down, it's number five of 100 and signed by the artist. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's so awesome. cool. Yeah. So yeah. I actually, so I actually have two, uh, I have that. And then I, cause I have the regular standard edition golden state poster for, uh, uh, two, the 2019 show with, um, dirty Donnie. And then I have the bigger black light one, um, that's signed in number. I forget what number I have, but, um, but I have both those hanging up in the house. Um, but that was just kind of cool. Like, Oh, that's kind of neat. I didn't even know that. So, I mean, so it, just there's all kinds of little extra special touches, which makes the show really nice. And if you, if you brought games, you got special swag this year, like those, um, those water bottles where each one has a different like picture of old games on it. Yeah, Did did you guys get uh, one of the coffee mugs? I did not. I tried to win one in the in the, in the raffle, but I didn't win one. I wanted the one that had, because uh, it had, on one side it had the Golden State logo, and on the other yep. side it had either, they had, they had two different ones. They had one that had the the show art with the pirate ship, and they had one that had the Camp Silver Ball logo, the Skull and Crossbones. I was trying to oh, win. Wow. Yeah, I was trying to win. They only had a couple of those. I was trying to win yeah. one, and I didn't win one, so. Um, we'll post, I'll I'll take a picture of the camp Silverball shirt and I'll post that up on the Facebook page. Did you get one Eric?
2: I
3: got, I got one of the coffee mugs. I was working the, uh, the desk on Sunday morning, uh, for the, uh, you know, raffle tickets and shirts and all that stuff. And they only had made 42 of those coffee mugs. So there weren't that many and, and they were gone. I want to say by 10 or 11 o'clock, they were all gone. Well, oh, I so, know where I'm getting mine from then.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have one from last year's show, which yeah. has last year's show art and, and then the Golden State logo. And the reason I have it is because Will won it for volunteering. You know, they draw oh, a nice. name. He won it. Nice. And he's like, I'm on my motorcycle and I'm going to be going back to Washington. Do you right. want? It? And I told him this year. I said, we still have the mug. It's not broken yet. Uh, yep. So when you come to visit, it's there for you. So, but I have one, so, you know, that's <laughs> cool. So I'll let the cat out of the bag. We'll talk about coffee mugs. And this is unrelated to the show. If you guys remember back uh, last year, Labor Day weekend, I went out, I took the family out because like, what do you guys want to do for, you know, end of summer? want to go to the Mall of America, dad. They really said that, Seth and Mickey. And I was like, done, let's do this. So we did. And while we were there, like. 15 minutes down the road from the Mall of America is uh, SS Billiards, home of Lloyd, LTG. So we went and paid Lloyd a visit, had a nice chat, played some pinball, and then last October was his 50th anniversary party. And he made up, I think he had a couple dozen coffee mugs made for the 50th anniversary of SS Billiards. He Sweet. gave me one he gave me one of those mugs with the promise. Nice of never to tell anybody until after the 50th anniversary party. Cause he didn't have that many. So, um, so I have one. That's awesome. So yeah, that's totally cool. Isn't that cool. That you know, was so sweet of him to do too. You know, I, I need to, I really need to, uh, can we get some shirts made? I need to send him a shirt.
0: You know, the other thing we mentioned was about the silent auction and one of the items that we talked about in our pre-show show, was the uh, kit, the toolkit that came with all the oh, yeah. things? And ironically, Jason uh, got one of those that he can bring back to his cabin uh, where he has other games out there. Uh, so he was really grateful to have that available, and now he's got a toolkit with him. Oh, right so, on, and that's
1: cool. That is, and one there of was the, a that, lot of stuff. Every, there was a
0: lot of stuff in there. Yep, a lot. So yeah, it was really cool. So it's kind of funny. We talk about it and then we brought it home with us. People always come up and
1: say, did you see that toolkit they're raffling off? I'm like, yeah, that's the, 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 uh, uh, Capital Corridor Pinball League always puts that together and and people in the league donate, you know, screwdrivers or wrenches or a rubber kit or some balls or, you know, something, some LEDs to- Dan, did you donate your balls? Oh, just just by used ones.
2: (laughs) They were a little fuzzy, but uh, they'll buff out.
3: I think I think Michael Hosier puts those toolkits together does. too, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah.
1: He, he kind of he's the lead on it. He kind of started that, but it's that's a really nice. There's all kinds of nice stuff in the raffle, but that's a really nice prize, you know? Right? Um, yeah, there was some great in that, and then the silent auction, there was some original artwork. Yeah, um, wasn't there some
3: Playfield artwork that there was? Part there of was that was
1: that was an original? it was framed there was an original prototype early um like whitewood with some color work of wizard of oz and it had notes yeah, on where was stuff cool. was going to go the Very auction cool. prices
2: were legit
1: Like they were they legit, were great. Yeah.
3: yeah i think chris and michelle were really happy with what they got they were pretty excited to get that stuff out there yeah that yeah, yeah have people yeah. garden that table man i wanted to make yeah, off no half
2: of that stuff
1: Cause there was a, there was a play field too, wasn't there? Uh, there was a Godzilla play field. That's right. There was a, yeah. Godzilla play field. The beautiful yeah. one. So
3: yeah, the, the auction, the auction prizes seem to get better every year. So yeah. Thanks to, thanks to the people that donate those things and, and, uh, Chris and Michelle Bannister for, for working to keep all that stuff running smoothly during the weekend.
1: They kind of run that whole deal there. Yeah. No, that was all kinds of good stuff. Um, and, and like I said, the the Saturday and Sunday raffles. If you never, if you're listening, you've never done the raffle. It's like a bucket ticket, and there's a little bucket, and you put, you know, it has a number on it with the prize. And uh, so, like, yeah, you know, I, I think I uh, think Saturdays were all odd numbers, and Sundays were all even numbers, and they had different color coding. One was green, one was red. But and then the silent auction, you write down what you're willing to bid on said item. So, um, yeah, it was really cool. Like I said, there's so much neat stuff like that. And an and important thing to note, there's, all, there's so many great pinball shows out there, but there are very few, and there are a couple others. In fact, the Seattle show is the one I know they do. They give the money back to local. I think they do college scholarships at the Seattle show, the Tacoma show. I think that's show. right. Yeah. I've been to that show. That's a good show. Yeah, Gansman. the Tacoma
2: show is pretty legit. Different vibe than um, yeah. our show, but yes. really good show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, our show is another show that all the proceeds, nobody takes a penny. You know, the board members, the volunteers, nobody makes a penny. We put in our own money and our own time to do it. All of us who volunteer in in whatever way we do, you know, watching the door, checking wristbands, checking in games, um, you know, whatever we do. Uh, And the organizers, they don't take a penny. Every penny made at the show beyond the cost of insurance and renting the hall and advertising and printing the shirts and the swag and like that all goes back to the community, uh, locally and helps local kids charities. So, um, You know
0: that, but, and it'll be exciting to see how much they raise because I know they always post it on Pinside eventually when I, they find and I know out. They yeah. had
1: a good year this year, so you know the yep. the, yeah. the uh, last year was was a decent year. But you know we had two years of no show, and there's even if they don't have a show, there's still some operating costs you know um you know registration fees because it is a 501 c3 and you got to pay money to re-register at that every year that there's, always there's, there's always storage there's always storage and there's there's lawyers involved and all that stuff so and they all got to get right. paid so um so there are, there are operating costs even if you're not having a show um and then um The last show, the 2019 show, remember, it rained really heavy. And so attendance was a little bit less than the year before. So um, this year, you know, and then the first show back, the 2022 show um, was a good show. But attendance was a little bit lighter because still people were still, oh, you know, COVID, I'm not sure I'm going to go. There were a few people I know that brought games and said, I'm not staying for the show, but I'll bring a game. Wow, that was awesome. You know. Yeah, that's pretty and, pretty nice of them right. to let me do that. It is. And then this year people are like, I'm back, baby. And that was real nice too. It, so it was back a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: It yeah. Was, it was. So. And the weather was the, amazing. Yeah, great great weather. Weather. It was
2: yeah. perfect weather. And I don't yeah. want to put words in anybody's mouth, but from my talks with the with the coordinators, they were extremely happy with the turnout and it was a very, very smooth running experience this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got the same feedback was like, this is yeah. probably the best year we've done so far as far as things running well, running smoothly and good turnout.
0: Yeah, and knew- it helps so much having it Thursday where the majority of the games were set up on Thursday already. Right. Yeah. Instead of on the day of Friday when a lot of games used to come in and it was really hard to get it all organized. And Dan, I know you did the check in and you work with Kendra and stuff and. You did a great job with that he and shout out to showed. Kendra,
1: who I don't know when the hell she slept because she was always working. Oh she my God was on
3: that desk she was, she always was a workhorse yeah. yeah yeah so huge
1: shout out to Kendra.
3: Thanks yeah. Kendra yeah that the uh it seemed like the the organizers were less stressed this year, so I think that was that was probably good for them because you know eric and and Chris and Seth and all those guys. They're always going to be running around doing stuff, but it seemed like this year, they were a lot more relaxed, which I think it just is a testament to how well the show was running. And being able to have all the machine. most of the machines are in the main, that main hall, as opposed to last year where they were in three different rooms right. and people didn't know where to go. And this year was a lot simpler when you're trying to direct people, they want to know where everything's at. And you just said it's in here. And then you just go across this, this parking lot area and you go in the other building and everything's in there. And it was all good, you know? And I I think I shared this with with Spencer, but I'll share it with everybody else. I think my favorite memory of the weekend is I was, uh, I was working security or whatever for the door into the smaller room. And this, uh, this family with a couple of young boys comes, comes across from the the main pavilion hall. And the one uh, little boy is like, this is the best birthday present ever. Just told totally me <laughs> my whole cool. weekend. Yeah. It was so that excited. was awesome. That was, that awesome. was totally cool, man. <laughs> just to, just to see that excitement and, and they were there and they were having a good time, you know, doing whatever they're doing and, and playing some pinball on the kid's birthday. I mean, you know, I, you know, I told him happy birthday and yeah, they had a great time. It was just cool seeing that and seeing people enjoying themselves. And what else could you ask for? Right.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. You know, the food was great too. You, the the local yes. vendors and the beer. I heard I, I didn't buy any of the beer from them because I brought my own, which I'll get to in a bit. Um, you almost couldn't. You almost couldn't
2: walk outside without tripping over free beer. Yeah. True.
1: Yeah, right. Pretty much. So. Um, right. The beer was. And good. the other thing too, to add to that,
0: is whoever came up with the idea of having coolers, water coolers, instead of water bottles. Yes. Very Genius. Smart. Genius, because yeah. the water was cold, it was filtered, and I went and filled up many times because it was just so convenient, and it also eliminated a lot of uh, you know empty bottles all over the place, and they were pretty lenient bringing in uh, closed containers with water uh, into the show floor, which usually yeah. you don't get to do that at a pinball show. No. So that was cool. It was, it was really cool. Yeah,
1: it was. It was really good. Um, yeah. Did I miss anything on Sunday? I feel like I did, but I don't think I did. I can't think of anything
2: that we haven't covered.
1: No, other than um, the EM room or the EM area, which is great, because as soon as you walk in to pay and get your wristband, you're just pushed right towards the EM games, which I love, because like the little kids who maybe never seen an EM game out in the wild, they get to oh wow these really old games and they get to play those and they're a lot of fun and and it's a nice change of something different so you know big thanks to all the people bringing em games um and shout out to gray wolf man who uh brought a couple old em games. we brought a nice Bally wizard but he brought the most beautiful restored flash and firepower i've ever seen oh yeah no kidding that was gray Wolf and we had a long yeah. talk gray wolf and i talked a lot so yeah, that Flash was awesome, was man. I played, that, I played that thing for a while. Like, damn, this it is like, a nice right. It It really takes you back, yeah. And his firepower
2: so, yep. is a fixture. Like, it's been yes. every show for 10 years. Like, that, yeah. Thing, yeah. Is, that's that true. thing is he a He told sculpture. me a story
1: about that. He played one when he was a kid in the Bay Area. I forget exactly where. And he said, I'm going to own this game someday. And he does, you know. And, yep. uh, that's awesome. That's a great story. But and so many people, and if I miss you I, I, by name, I don't sincerely apologize. Send me an email at thespinnerslid at com, and I will she give you the proper shout-out. But, you know, to everybody who brought the game, because I'm kind of segwaying into shout-outs and thank-yous. To everybody who brought the game, everybody who just paid their money and came to the show, everybody who volunteered, everybody who donated, again, to the Girl Scouts and to Andrew Song and Neff and the other adults that helped make that dinner Pacific happen. Pacific Pinball Museum. Pacific Pinball Museum. You know, uh, um, Larry's Artarian who brings yeah, priceless antique yeah. pinball machines. As Dan so eloquently stated, he goes, you know, some of those games are literally priceless and he brings them every year. Uh, he brings an amazing collection of old, old EM games that you're never ever going to see or play anywhere else except maybe the museum. Um, so many people um, and I really want to give shout outs and thank yous to the, the Northern California Pinball Association, um, the folks that put on this wonderful show and literally spend hundreds of hours of time every year. And that's Eric Neff, Michael Hosier, Chris Bannister, Steve Frizzold, Seth Holder, um, uh, Henry Nanyo, Mike Moretti of the Flippin' room and Jody Dugan. Jody and Michael are the newest members of the board. And I want to add that Mike and his family at the flipping room volunteered and brought a ton of games. Uh, Jody, is a fixture ever since the old pentagogo days. And if if there's a game that needs to be wrenched on Jody's on it. And the guy just like Steve Pace, he got a smile that lights up the room, you know? And, uh, so if you see any of these guys in the future, whether it's at the show or just somewhere on the street, say Hi. Shake their hand, pat them on the back, tell them thank you for all they do, because those guys. And I want to give a shout out to all the, the the wives and girlfriends, man, which we would all be a mess without them, including my lovely wife, Mary Ann Rusty. Um, she had a great idea, and it was really successful, and we had a lot of fun with it. Um, she got the idea to, if you've seen the show, Letter Kenny. Puppers, Puppers beer. Well, it's not really a real beer. In fact, on the show, I've heard they actually drink Coors Light. So we got Coors Light bottles. We bought a case of them here, um, soaked them in warm, soapy water, pulled the labels off, and Rusty went online and for like 10 bucks got 24 puppers beer labels. And we have a little assembly line here in our house and we put puppers beer labels. And so we drank puppers all weekend and we gave them out to people. And I, I had a couple of people go, Oh my God, could I get one of those? yeah, here. You know, cause they like the show. And so that was completely Rusty's idea. And uh, it's, it's fun little things like that, that we do that just kind of add to the ambience and the show, you know, it's like, what are you drinking puppers? So so shout out to that and to all the people that came to the show and make the show. Cause there's so many people, you know, do people like I said that just come for one day and get a wristband going and play games. You make the show great. Cause you come and support the show. Eric, what do you got for us?
3: Um, I was looking to see, I don't have any tacos or anything, but I just want to say that uh, thanks to everybody that helps put on, on the golden state show. It's just, it's such a fantastic show, such a unique show that, only happens here and and like others have said on the on the podcast, it's a unique it's the feeling that you get when you're at the Golden State Show is unlike any other show I've ever attended and just the camaraderie and uh, spending time with friends, uh, having having a cold beer, eating some good food, playing some pinball in the middle of the night, or just you know catching up or whatever it is because some of these people you only see once a year at this show. It's good to see, it's good to see them and see what they've been up to. It's good to see new pins and old pins and just making new friends. I mean, that's, that's what this hobby and this, this lifestyle is all about. And just thanks to everybody. It really had a great time.
0: Here, here, Eric. I totally agree with you. It's all about the people. Yeah. It's all about the people. And there is no other experience like it. No. than Golden State Pinball Festival. Yeah. I agree. Dan, What do you got?
2: Man, it's, it's, there's too many names, right? You know, huge thanks to the board for all their work all throughout the year, making this happen. Huge thanks to every volunteer, everyone who brought a game, you know, way, just way, way, way too many people to name, um, for, for the show. Right. You know, it's, it's a monumental undertaking. You know, I hope that the people who come to the show realize how much work goes into it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, an organizer or a planner, but you know, I'm, 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 close with a lot of them and you see what they go through and they take it very seriously. You know, it doesn't just happen and they just, you know, absorb the kudos. They work very, very hard to bring us this experience every single year for, you know, just the reward of having done it. So, you know, thank you to everyone who does that. Thanks to everyone who made the campsites, you know, uh, the place to be, you know, I want to, I want to thank Shannon for handling the, uh, the Metallica battle games. So I don't have to take care of that. Um, I want to thank George and Zhao for, for taking over the barbecue when the Sparky couldn't make it because that's always a high point. Uh, you know, and I want to thank all my buddies, you guys for, for making it a special experience. You know, it's, the games are great. The prizes are great. Everything's great, but, uh, the show is the
1: people. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah, think i
2: no. played less games than ever, but I think that i spent <laughs> more time bullshitting with people than ever. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, I tr- yeah. Oh, and a big mm-hmm. thanks to Rick of Elk Grove Pinball, you know, friend of the show, oh, Rick Hemmel. Yeah. His uh, streaming setup, but he put humongous time and humongous uh, personal cost into building this streaming setup. He covered every moment of every tournament, uh, didn't play himself this year, uh, and I had the best time uh, commentating the, uh, the find the, uh, main tournament on Sunday with them. That for me was the high point of my weekend. That was absolutely a blast.
1: Mark, what do you got? Wow. I don't know if I can top all <laughs> know, those great like, things. It's like, Oh wow. I got to, right, I'll say,
0: <clears throat> I'll say all the above. Uh, I can't remember all the names and everything, but I'll tell you, uh, it's all about the people and the people who ran it. And, you know, Dan, I have to thank you, too, for trusting us to have your Metallica out there on Friday night and Saturday night till four in the morning (laughs) to actually donate your machine to have the best time ever uh, with the uh, the Tiltalica tournament that we had on Saturday night, um, which we did very well. We were actually pretty excited that we got uh, second place in that. We didn't talk about it, but uh, it was just a fun time when the show was over to the public. The party just began, uh, and uh, I appreciate you trusting us to have your games out there. I know that's sometimes a little scary. Uh, oh, it's it's definitely you, sketchy. They 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 take it, yeah. they take a beating, but I'll tell you what. I was
2: out there Friday night, and the last thing that I did before I left the show that night was I was in a game of 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 Tiltalica or Metallica Tilt Battle, or whatever you want to call it, and I got to be the guy who put the other team away. Nice. Yes, and it's did. just like, it's, a, you know, you're surrounded by all these guys and they're like hugging you and like slapping you on the back. And, you know, they probably would have tried to pick me up and carry me away, but I'm me. So that's not a good idea. And it's just, it's an amazing experience to be in the middle of, of that kind of mania. And, you know, it's, it's fun. It's definitely, it was super it's definitely fun. definitely an, an experience, but yeah, you know, Shannon is the one who gets all the credit. It was his idea. He yep, talked yep. me into it. He gets the games in and out. He gets them hooked together. Um, I did bring my own game to the show this year. Last year, I even counted on him to bring the game to the show and, and get it home. But I wanted to get it back before a year, so I took it home myself. But yeah, man, you know he gets he yeah gets Shannon all the credit too. For that. Shannon all I too. do is say, yeah. "Don't ruin my game and have fun."
0: That's right. And all the guys at the uh, at Silver Ball. Uh, but I'll, shout out to Michael Huntsman and uh, yes. Jason for letting me stay with them. Uh, at their campsite, but, it was and all such a fun game, time. The, the crazy, it's such a games fun time. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, just thanks to everybody. I mean, it's hard to to pinpoint. people, Creech, who,
1: who runs the campsite now, checks people in, gets them to, you know, He's there at the campsite almost all the time. Yep. Um,
0: and like you said, Dana, everybody who brought the games to allow that after party. Uh, More, it was it was awesome. Yeah, um, just bringing awesome. games in general. Yeah, The campsite yep. experience would be
2: different without the games like to everybody who brings it, you know, and it used to be, don't get me wrong. It was never not amazing to bring pinball machines because these things weigh 250, 300 pounds <laughs> yeah. and they take some moving. But, you know, a lot of these games are very valuable now and to put them out in a public setting where people are going to play them and to let them accomplish the mission that they were built for, which is to be played and to entertain people, you know, thank you for having the the forethought and the foresight and the understanding to know that at the end of the day, no matter what happens, the mission of those games is to be enjoyed, not to sit there, not to be babied, not to not be played, but to be out there doing their jobs, their commercial equipment. They want to be played put them in an environment where they can be played
0: here, here.
1: I, I don't think there's anything else that can be said. I think we pretty much hit everything on the, you know, the nail on the head. Um, um, you know, well, uh, two more shout outs, uh, really nice people that we met last year and became friends with. And they came to the show. They live in the area. Um, Leland in Elk Grove actually. And, uh, that's, uh, Andy and his son Casper. They came back again and, uh, this year and they hung out with us, had coffee and drinks and, you know, like that hung out the campground, great people, good pinheads, real nice people. And, uh, and to everybody, you know, just to everybody. So, um, as usual, you can find us on our flagship at soundcloud.com. You can also listen to us on iTunes. You can reach out to us with, uh, you know, comments, suggestions, or death threats at the spinner is lit at gmail.com. um, i can't think of anything else to add to that and we're almost at the two and a half hour mark and uh, we got a little bit of editing to do we'll get this out as quick as we can so uh you don't know, keep supporting pinball keep, support your local location support your local show if you don't support it it goes away and you don't have it anymore and you don't want that um so i'll take us out you guys know what to say play pinball keep, keep america, america strong, strong.